green and gold game is over. No! Now it's time for Green Bay Game Day Post Game, presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Stafford fires his pass. Intercepted by Russell Douglas for the touchdown. Rodgers goes back to the other side towards Lassard, who's got it. Down in bounds. Touchdown, Packers. Join the conversation on the Boda Box Wine Line. 855-616-1620. Now joined by Homer and Green and Gold Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, here's Gabe Neitzel. The Packers are not dead yet. They get the Christmas present they were looking for in the form of three interceptions from Tua Tungavailoa. They beat the Miami Dolphins 26-20. This is Green Bay Game Day postgame here on the Touch of Trio Radio Network. I am Gabe Neitzel. Steve the Homer True will be joining us shortly, but it doesn't matter because we always start each and every Green Bay Game Day postgame show with the one, the only, Packers Hall of Famer and the opening statements from Mark Tauscher. Tauscher, opening statement. Oh, baby. Uh, there's a lot of teams right now that should be sweating bullets in the NFC. And I think today was one of those you-need-to-prove-it-to-yourself games. And the Packers did a lot of things well. They did a lot of things not so well. But to go down to Miami on Christmas when everybody has watched the Fox pregame, Everybody picked the Miami Dolphins. I watched ESPN. Everybody's picking the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Miami should win the game, but Green Bay, with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, found a way to get it done. And now, with only one loss by Washington, they control their own destiny and playing at home to finish it out. And who in the NFC wants to see a Packers team that at that point would have run off, what, five wins to get in the playoffs with Aaron Charles Rodgers as the quarterback coming into a playoff game. Who wants to see that? So for all those Viking fans and Paul Allen, everybody going crazy with that cat kicking the 61-yarder, I'm guessing when it's a 7-2 game in three weeks and we're going up to Minnesota, they're going to wish that the New York Giants would have beaten them and kept Green Bay out of the playoffs. That's how good I feel about where this team's at. And I think today it's not a Christmas miracle. It was a Christmas defense that showed up and took advantage of a very, very, very average quarterback into a tug of Iloa. And the Packers now are in a position to do some crazy things. And it's starting to get that vibe of, you better not let us in as the NFC looks at this thing. Because I don't know if there's anybody that scares you more than you would have Aaron Rodgers and this Packer team getting healthy because what you saw today in the second half, that's a good football team. And that's my opening statement. Is it? Is it, though? What are you, crazy? <laughs> is it a good football team? crazy? Like, you tell me the second, hey, I'm, I'm tell, second tell, half I'm, of that game? The second half of that game, they scored 13 points. Like, if, if, yeah. they're, if they're how the many team, did Miami score? If you're the team, if you're the team that you if they're the team that you were just talking about, they punch one of those yep. balls into the end zone when they're in the red zone at the end. They don't have to settle for field goals. If they're that team that okay. nobody wants to play, that's a scary team. They punch the ball into the end zone. They're still they, they're still yeah. lacking a bit of a punch on offense. They won the game today. They kept it alive. They did what they had without, to do without their best uh, playmaker. And, they did all. This. We don't know if he's going to be available going forward. 
Okay, let's worry about that next week. I'm sick of everybody pouting and wild. Oh, we'll vote with this. They've won three in a row and they've gotten back in it. So I'm not here to hear all this other negativity. We now need to at least embrace the fact that this team has fought itself off the mat. They were knocked out. I'm not doing this post game after the Titans game. And after the Eagles game, it's okay. All right, four and eight. What? And then doing that after the Bears game, and it's oh, well, they played the Bears. Tosh, we can, it's always something. We can it's celebrate. always something. Hey, we can, guys, we can celebrate this win, Tosh, win. but you don't have to lie for them. I don't think anybody Who's fears lying? this team. I don't think anybody fears this team right now. They well, have, we'll they find have a, out. They have a great opportunity. We're going to find out. They have a great opportunity in front of them, no doubt. And they're in a spot that's fantastic for them, considering they where gave they were. Homer, a hundred percent, a fair. Fair. Listen, I'm not sitting here telling you this is a world champion team, but I'm also going to tell you, you think Minnesota or you think anybody wants to see the Green Bay Packers over any of these other teams coming into play in the playoffs? Anybody? Of course they don't. So if you don't think there's a fe- there's going to be a fear factor moving forward, I think you guys are just I- – I understand we look at the whole season, and it's been blah. But you could look back in 2010, and I'm sure when you were doing post games then, you were doing saying the same thing. Well, they got to do this. Oh, well, this the Bears. Well, they only scored 10 points in that game. Well, yeah, they did. But you know what? They won, and they kept building confidence in order to do it again and again. And Roger said this earlier in the year: Don't let us get hot. Don't let us get some confidence. Well, I saw a team that went into Miami with a t- coming out of here with a ton of swagger, and hopefully David Bakhtiari gets back. Hopefully Christian Watson's not hurt. And all of a sudden, everything is opening up for you. And I'm not going to sit here and do another one of these, oh, woe is me, this stinks, this stinks. Again, it doesn't mean they're going to make the playoffs, but they are from where they were to where they're now, we better be excited about it. Otherwise, what are we doing as Packer fans? There you go. All right, Homer. You seem you yeah. seem like you've got some thoughts you want to share. Well, yeah, nobody's scared of anything. He was fine, dude. Touch was doing great. Just take back the scared of this team. Nobody is scared of this team. Nothing. Uh, this was an amazing. Go ahead and ask Philly. Hey, performance. ask Philly no. if they want to see. Yeah, toys. Philly's not ask scared. Ask Philly of if no. they want to see him Hell play. Hell no. Yes, they're happy uh, I think to play. You're crazy. There's nothing about this team to be no. scared. No, you know they're not. You think they'd rather oh, play on. Green what Bay you than Sam? I'll tell you uh, what they're not scared of is facing Tua, who was as bad a quarterback as I've ever seen. I still don't know who the hell he's throwing the ball to. You know who I thought of? It happened again. It's amazing that quarterbacks in the NFL can remind me of the only quarterback I saw do this stuff, and he's now playing in Florida, so I don't have to mention him. What was the difference in that game? He threw the ball right to Green Bay defensive back. The offense was terrible. I was amazed at how good the defense was for Miami. The Packers couldn't do anything. Yes, they won the goal. Everything you said is accurate. They're still alive. It would be amazing to make the playoffs. But to try to sell that anybody is scared of this team, and we did see the head coach hugging with Joe Barry. I stand by my statement. Joe Barry is the man. It should get him a better job next year. Why would you say if, scared? That's because the one Homer, thing nobody is. I'm Homer, I guarantee, get Homer, if you don't okay. think that if Green Bay gets that seven spot, you don't think the yeah. Minnesota Vikings are and their fan base would be scared to death of having Aaron Rodgers, the Dallas Cowboys, you don't think the Green Bay Packers going into Dallas, whatever stadium the name is, would be scared to death? 
of playing these guys? It's like, come on, no. Philadelphia, Green Bay gave them a great game a couple weeks ago, and now they have a quarterback that's hurt, and you don't even know how healthy he's going to be? The only team that doesn't is the San Francisco 49ers. Every other team that's in this NFC is looking at this saying, oh, boy, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers no. are getting hot at the wrong time. But I guarantee you. If the Packers do win out, Tausch, guess who they would be yeah. playing in the opening round? The Minnesota Vikings. The San Francisco 49ers. Because they would have to beat the Vikings, and the 49ers would then presumably leapfrog the Minnesota Vikings. That doesn't mean San Fran's going to win out either. they got a third-string quarterback game. I get your point. I understand that that's how it could rationally work out. But you guys are giving me grief about this scared of. Yeah. You ask any NFC team. Okay, if okay. they'd rather... Let me ask you this, Tausch. What, yep. what, what, when you watch this team, when you watch yeah. them play today... And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away, but they, when you go, they okay, this is are. a scary team. This, what, what do yeah. you see that's scary? What do you see that's I scary? Have a, I have a four-time MVP quarterback that looked the part in the second half today. He did not play well in the first half. I, totally up. He threw a pick, which was you could have called P.I., but I don't want all these P.I.s. I'm all right with them letting them scrap. Okay. He made plays when he needed to at the end of the game. Now, he, made, he, he didn't finish things off. Uh, he didn't finish things off. I'll give you that. But this team, he understood what he needed to do to win this game, and they did. And if this team can be whole, if Christian Watson's available to them, you don't think that every team outside of San Fran is going to be feeling a little bit jittery? I don't think you guys are right. So, so here's bit jittery. Okay, a little bit jittery. Okay. So here's where now I'm at. I gotta give it some thought. At the beginning of the season, all we wanted to see out of this team was incremental improvement, right? Even though you know, yep. even some of those games. Okay, throwing out the Minnesota game, you know, we're at the beginning. Okay, they won this game. All right, maybe they skate by uh, the, the Patriots. Oh, but Romeo Dobbs looked really good. So we're looking for this incremental improvement, and that kind of went away in the middle of the season when they had that losing streak. We've seen it now. Like so, where I'm with, where I I'm I'm sort of with you, and then I think you just take it a little too far. Is is the scary part? Because at least now they're in position, Tausch, where they can kick those field goals. Now the next step yep. to me that they have to take over the next two weeks is they have to find a way to be a more efficient team in the red zone. They've had success getting down there. They've been creative in getting down there. They've had some different guys make some plays. But now once you get in the red zone against really good teams, you got to be able to finish those off. Uh, listen, this is not this is not a juggernaut, but I'm all, my only point to you guys is I know how teams think, and I'm looking at this, and I guarantee you that with Daniel Jones and the quarterback situation Washington is in, and you could look even with Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott with the Cowboys. Do you really think that these teams in the NFC want Green Bay getting in? You really don't think that they're fearful of that? I think they are. And I think they know Aaron Rodgers is coming, and somebody they were hoping it was the Miami Dolphins could stop this. And I think looking at it now with how everything is set up, I don't know what the uh, percentages are. Green Bay will be favored in both of their games. Washington probably will be favored in both of their games. I trust Aaron Rodgers at home much more than I trust Tyler Heinecke, uh, Taylor Heinecke, and or Chris, uh, Carson Wentz. I know that. So if Green Bay wins out, they're going to get in. And if they play San Fran, hey, that's not a great matchup, but I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants to see Aaron Rodgers either. I think he'd much rather see Taylor Heinecke uh, moving forward. 
800-990-3776. That is the number today. 800-990-3776. That is the number for the Boda Box Wine Line. As the Packers are victorious, 26-20 over the Miami Dolphins. We go out to Sugar Free. You're up first today on Green Bay Game Day Postgame with Homer, Gabe, and Tausch. He's here. I know it. It's the moment of silence. 800-990-3776. Let's go out to Sugar Free. Sugar Free. You're on Green Bay Game Day Postgame. Can you hear me now? We got you. Yeah. Okay. So, Gabe, Gabe. Yes. <laughs> you. Yes, sir. Doubted me when I said the Packers were going to make the playoffs three weeks ago. You doubted yourself. Not only you. You doubted yourself. You, not only you. No, you go back on Wisconsin on demand. Go on Wisconsin on demand. Everything's there. Anyway, Couch and I are the only believers. We're the only believers in Packer Nation until today. Now everybody's going to come out of the woodwork. Uh, Everybody. Come on board, though. That's fine. Shook, come let on, them on. We on want board. people what on the exactly, bandwagon. Come on what in. Exactly. Yeah, are we the coming on board for? I just come want on. to know. What, what? what, what are we on? What are we on? Jump in. Just let me know. What are we on? Hey, hey, are hey. We, all, of gonna sudden, Homer, all of a sudden, Homer is joining Gabe's bandwagon. You know, what? Did you watch the game? What What are you talking about? The, the defense played very well. The special teams played great. Um, and in the offense played in spurts pretty good. So, yeah, we may not have Watson next week. I don't know what the, it can be. But I'll tell you, everything went well, including Dallas beating Philly next week. So, Dallas, Philly might not have Hurts next week. Um they lose that game. Then the last week, Dallas has to win that game against Washington. So, yeah, we're we're in great shape here. Uh, Rogers counting. Rogers <laughs> again, counting. again, like hey, look, being being what a are you talking about. Well, you look here. Here's here's the word sugar. Here's where I've got a problem with what you and Tausch have done. You don't have to oversell me. You're not. They're still on the outside looking in. They're still a seven and eight football team. That's not sitting in a great position. They're in a pretty good spot. It is compared to where we were they're, three they're weeks pretty, ago. Yes, yes, comparatively, but they're not. They're not in a great spot. They're still fighting oh, here in the postseason. The Cowboys are in a pretty good spot. The 49ers are in a great spot. If you're in the playoffs, then you have a great spot. Right now, you're you're still fighting, and you're still in a great, and you're still in a good spot to try to fight your way in. But you're not. You're not in a great spot. Yeah. Gabe, what happened in 2010, 2011? Oh, there you go, Gabriel. Oh, there you go, Gabriel. Oh, tell me. So, okay. Hey, Gabe. All right. So, Gabe, let's let's me tell him. Gabe, let me tell him. Go ahead. Let me tell him. That defense was the second best in points given up in the NFL. And every year yeah. since the early 60s yeah, Homer, when the Packers Homer. have been second best yeah, in defense against the points, they've won the Super Bowl. What are they this year? About 23rd. What were you they in the second half? It should be against the law. It should be against the law to compare this team to 2010. Do you guys fact, know that the there was a, there's a gentleman... There was a gentleman named Talsher on that team. He was on that team, and he remembers the offense being pretty dang good. The defense got a lot good. better as yes, the season went on, for sure. All right, Tausch, yes, Tausch, you were on that team. You should be offended that this team is being compared to that team. Well, yeah, here's the deal. Be. Here's I the deal. I I understand how 
I understand where you guys are coming from because we've seen, and I'm talking about Gabe and Homer, still hating and not really wanting to get excited about what's going on. I get it. Once again, you're overstating, well, you guys are. You're overstating your position, but continue. No, 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 no. Uh, Gabe, I'm not overstating. And the fact that Green Bay now can win out, and I bet it's 90% that they get in, I think that's where it's at if they win out. You'll have to check the analytics. I'm not going to. But that's where we're at. And where we were when it was 1% and then it was 6% and I think it was 11% heading into yesterday and everything fell and then Green Bay goes down on the road as five-point dogs and wins, all these things are, that's great. And for us to sit here and not acknowledge that that is really fantastic, I think you're just peeing in everybody's Cheerios, Gabe. I and think so it is I fantastic. It. Well, I can't I sense it from you two. I, no, I don't that, lie it's me and say anybody is trying to pull y'all on board. Well, but look at yeah. Let's go to 2010. When you bring crap up, 2010, the uh, they scored 388 points and gave up 240. Hey, got, they outscored the opposition Homer. by 148 points. All this right, year they've been the outscored deal. by 20. Homer, well, I when won't you bring argue up 2010, that that defense. Hey. Homer, yes. the defense in 2010 was much better than this defense. Okay, yes, I'll acknowledge that. You also know you should also acknowledge that the offense was a lot better than this offense because you know it you was. guys. Yes, You brought up the yes. Bears game where you only scored 10 points. Guess what you did the week yep. before? 40 burger against 45. the Giants at home. Yes, Hey, last last statement on the show. Go ahead, Shug. Go ahead. Last thing, and then Kelsey, you take it away. Here it is. Here it is. Rodgers started counting defensive players on the ground the last series. I love that. Oh, my God, I love that. So I'm going to tell you what happens next week. You guys all go to the bank with this bet. The Packers' offense is going to destroy the Vikings next week. They are going to cover. Go bring all your money, all, anything you made for Christmas, Go and put it on this game. The Packers are coming to life next week. Their offense and their defense is going to play dang well. Go ahead, Tausch. Have a great Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, Shug. All right, Shug. Here's where I make the comp uh, on 2010. We needed Deshaun Jackson to return a punt yep. to beat, I believe, the New York Giants at Sounds that right. time. Mm -hmm. uh, and he did. And then we run the table. We find a way to win games. Wasn't always pretty. This game wasn't pretty today, but found a way. So we've seen this team as the one seed. We've seen them lose home playoff games. Maybe. Why can you? I mean, is it is it something that I bet on? No, I'm not because you guys have brought up good points. There's reasons to still be very skeptical. But to act as if we should just continue to be skeptical, we've won three in a row. We've beaten bad teams. We beat a playoff team at their place when they had long rest and we had short rest. We beat them when we had a fake punt and we had an interception. We didn't play clean, but we did what we needed to, and Tua stunk, and our defense made plays. The defense in the second half for everybody that kills Joe Barry, and Joe Barry's defense has not been good this year. But you also have to acknowledge that you got three turnovers, four turnovers in the last 32 minutes of that game. And my man, I'm not even going to wait. I'll wait because we have a sponsored segment. But I guarantee I know who my man is. He saved the season 
The season is over if Miami goes down and scores before the second before the first half ends. It's twenty seven ten. It's over. All boy makes the play. Green Bay goes gets points, and the rest is as Paul Harvey said, history. 800-990-3776 is the number for the Botobach wine line today. It's Green Bay Game Day postgame. I'm Gabe Nigel along with Steve the Homer True and the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. We go to Jeff in Minneapolis. Jeff, you are Green Bay Game Day postgame. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great. Awesome. Merry Christmas. Great. Merry Christmas to you. A couple things for introduction. Tausch, I think you're awesome. I listen to you. I agree with about 90% of stuff you say. First of all, Tausch, you don't you don't bring a book to a soccer game. I thought that was Agreed. one of the best conversations you ever had. <laughs> that was brilliant. You do not bring a book to a soccer game. I, so I that just was want to be on record. You know I disagree. I, bring a damn book wherever you want. Reading okay. is more important <laughs> in this country than that you know, explains a lot about where we're at. It. So, okay. yeah. Okay. So, anyways, all right. So, I, I have to say, as far as this conversation goes. I agree with Homer and Gabe. I, okay. you know, I don't think a lot has, I, I don't think a lot has changed. Um, and just, I just want to say this one thing. Obviously, I'm thrilled to see them play. I'm so thrilled to see them win. I've watched every game, regardless of whether, regardless of whether they win or lose for the last 40 years. But I, the biggest thing that is apparent to me over the last season and a half, and people don't want to accept it, is Aaron Rodgers play is declining. He has not been a difference maker in a game since the middle of last year. And people don't want to accept it. And the, and I've I have loved don't accept it. Okay. I don't accept it. I think you're wrong. Okay. I don't accept it at all. Uh, but Gabe, Gabe okay. Tausch, do you accept it? I'm just curious. Uh, he think, is not the same. He's not the same he's player. He's not the same. And don't get me wrong. I think it's been, it's been a it's been amazing to watch him. He's a generational quarterback. But his the majority of his game has been with his feet. I've always felt that he doesn't see the field as well as people think from the pocket. He got outplayed by Jimmy Garoppolo in the last six minutes of the playoff game last year. Had a receiver wide open at midfield. He threw to Adams in today's game. And Tausch pointed out in the first half this was more glaring. He's not hitting guys. He's not seeing the field. His passing accuracy is not what it used to be. I'm not being hard. I'm not being harsh. I'm just saying he's not the difference maker he used to be in. In 2010 and all these other seasons, he was. But he's not that player anymore. And I personally am in favor of moving on at some point. And I know, I'm not being a downer about the team. I'm just, it's my assessment looking at him. I'd love your feedback. And also, finally, I love your show. I think it's great. Well, we appreciate it, Jeff. The one thing I'll say about Rodgers is you, he still shows those glimpses. The, the throw he had he to Mercedes Lewis today. But I, Should have challenged it. And, I mean, it should have been challenged, and, but I, I don't know how that many, was the key to the game. I, I don't know how many quarterbacks game. in the league can make no, that. No, Jaron Reed is the key to the I game. I agree with period. you. And the and the throw to Lazard and the throw to Lazard was amazing. But you know, whether you want to call it bad play calling or a bad pass, it's fourth and one. Watson's got his man beat, and he overthrows him yep. by five yards. Mm -hmm. He is he is he is not 
the player he used to be. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But at some point, we need to accept that reality. All the national pundits say, oh, he's such a perfectionist. They're making excuses for him. He just isn't. You're right, Gabe. He makes passes two or three a game where you're like, oh, my God, that is a thing of beauty. But his inconsistency and his inability to see the field is catching up with him. That's kind of my take on it. Yeah, no. Tausch and Homer. I, 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 Tausch and Homer, I love your thoughts as well. Gabe, thank you very much. I appreciate your thoughts. Yeah, I, for me, I, I mean, we can said. look at Rodgers. He's not the... He's not the same Rodgers he was three, four years ago. Uh, yeah, he's, we saw it on that uh, read option where he pulled it. <laughs> he ain't getting caught by it. And I, Van Ginkle, good Wisconsin Badger. You know I'm a big Badger guy. He's not getting caught there two or three years ago. What was he actually so, thinking? Is he, Just let me know. What's that? What was Rodgers thinking? He thought he still had it, and he didn't. He, <laughs> he thought, thought there was – he thought – he, he thought, thought it he was could Moses. Carry that ball? Let's get a let's get a little uh, religion in the, the post game today. He thought the Red Sea had parted, uh, and it it did. No. But he forgot that he's not as fast as he one, once was, Against and he was caught team, very he actually quickly. Thought he could gain yardage. He he believed he yes. could gain yardage. Is that what you're telling me? Well, he 100 percent did. Otherwise, he doesn't. I'm pull. worried about his intelligence. So all of that is. You can say Aaron Rodgers is not the same, and he has not played as great. His 11 picks, he's not been as accurate with the football. It just has been harder. And we factor in broken thumbs. We factor in a lot of stuff. He was sharp in the second half. He was much sharper. I still think that there's a lot there from him. He's not going to be the 2014 to, you know, 2011 to 2014 Aaron Rodgers. Those days are gone. But is he still a top? five quarterback in this league absolutely he is and if you don't think so you can have those thoughts go ahead and see how many teams would take aaron Rodgers tomorrow and it would be 25 to 26 teams that's where we're at homer yeah, i'll join that club he just he just needs better weapons and they have to be smart enough to see that but with better weapons he can be uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the league yeah i don't um well i mean I've, and his weapons most, are going to continue most, to get better and better his weapons will get Against, better. Having watched that game, that decision he made on that play is the stupidest decision that I can think he's probably ever made. Which one? Him I mean, running it? No, that. Yes, the team is quick. Yeah, it was he, a dumb move. He's going to get half a yard. What? what well, he uh, didn't he think he was going to get half a yard. Yeah, he thought he could around get around Ginkle and get like five to six. Yep, okay. that's what he thought, and he he was proven quickly that that wasn't the case. <laughs> it was a bad idea. <laughs> Happens. By the way, that play was huge because at the time that they didn't challenge that, wasn't that like a thirty yard gain? Packers were down. Yeah, it was a yeah. big play. They should. I saw yeah, it live, okay. and I thought, uh oh, run it quick, get it quick. And Green Bay didn't really even. It, that was a mistake. Lafleur out coached old boy today. His best buddy. I think there's something about these coaches, and Matt Lafleur has gotten out coached a bunch by Kyle Shanahan. There's something about the elder statesman. He got his lunch handed to him today. 800 yeah. A lot of guts from LaFleur, too, don't you think? Today, I think he showed a lot of guts. A lot guts. of guts. Well, well, he's playing desperate. Yeah. Desperation. Okay. It's a good thing. Fake, the fake punt was a little much for me. But, Gabe, well, if they do that, it... That you... told me how... No, but, but here's the thing. He lost, yep. total faith. he lost total faith in the defense. Doesn't make any difference. And he should have. You, were you watching the first half? But if, I if know, at that point... I was watching the first... Yeah. Go ahead. If you want to go for that, keep Aaron Rodgers on the field. 
Just like the, the same way if that it, they did. You know, the, the Dolphins yeah. did it from the 34, decided to go for it. That was fourth and one, not fourth and the long two. It's different. And you guys would be the first ones, if he got it, saying, look at the big cojones. On Matt Lafleur and Rich Passaccia. That's the way it works. Like either either you're the hero or the goat. No, you're you're the hero or the goat. That's the way these things work. You make a decision. If it works out, you're smart. If it doesn't, you're dumb. And and you have to have stones to do it. You have to have stones to do it. He did, and it it didn't work. Has no impact Uh, to me. Oh, how it turns out, never had any impact. Sure, Homer. Yeah, sure. You what? Come on. Come no, on. don't lie I to us. I thought he did it. I oh, it doesn't he did matter it how it turns out. Because he had no out. faith in the defense. He didn't have Rodgers no, do didn't. it. He was going to try to surprise them. He wanted to surprise yes. them. But he figured, yeah. what the hell? The defense can't stop him anyway. I might as well gamble. And and, yeah. and as it turned well, out, first half, the defense turned things around. The defense at the yeah. end of the first half, the defense won this game when you look at where they yeah. played at the beginning of the game to the rest of the game. Absolutely. 800-990-3776 is the number for the Budabox Wine Line. We get out to you, the fans, on that Budabox Wine Line as the Packers defeat the Miami Dolphins 26-20 on the road and keep their playoff hopes alive. You are next in the Green Bay Game Day postgame. You're listening to Green Bay Game Day postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982 on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Nixon, always aggressive, bringing it out. Keyshawn Nixon does it again. This time he breaks free. Dolphins taking good angles. Nixon keeps it alive inside the 10. He has changed this team. He takes this return 94 yards to the 9-yard line. Great return by Keyshawn Nixon. Unfortunately, that was the last we heard from him uh, as he was sidelined, did not return with an injury. Same thing with Christian Watson. And that is something to kind of keep an eye on this week is how healthy those two are. They are two of the more explosive players the Packers have, and it's just going to be more difficult. I mean, I don't know what that, that second kickoff was. I don't know if it was supposed to be some sort of surprise onside attempt or just one of the worst squib kicks I've ever seen. But that is 100%. How scared the Dolphins were of Keyshawn Nixon after that opening kick. They just kicked it at one of the front guys in the line, and the Packers got the ball near midfield. And that's all credit to Keyshawn Nixon. So hopefully, whatever he's dealing with, it will not be an injury that keeps him out for long. And he will be a part of the Packers as they try to make this push over the final couple of weeks. That would have been one of my greatest predictions ever. Go on Twitter. Yeah, they will. The Packers. Yeah, it would have been. Will run, and I made a bet. Uh, somebody made a ten dollar bet for me at a one sixty, which actually I thought I was trying to get one much bigger. That meant that either a defensive touchdown or a kick return, I would win. I wanted to do a kick return only. And, uh, even I just want to let everyone know, even though I was wrong, I was right. Uh, that's okay. Well, we can- uh, it's not how it works. I just want to let you know. <laughs> My banker called me earlier tonight and told me exactly the same thing. I'm just picturing Homer walking up to a window in Vegas going, hey, I know I lost this. However. Here's the deal. It was close. So He went 93 yards. Homer, your your prediction, I saw that earlier uh, as I was ignoring my kids on Christmas (laughs) and reading Twitter. I I noticed that and I was like I think Homer's on to something because Keyshawn Nixon it's just been it, look at how much different it looked when he did it with Romeo Dobbs the same blockers yep right you think 
And now I hope Rich Bisacci is like, all right, when they kick it in the end zone, if it's Keyshawn Nixon taking it nine deep, I'm okay. A Romeo, oh, Romeo, let it hit the ground, oh, far, thou, thou, Romeo. I'm not interested in you doing it or Randall Cobb. Keyshawn Nixon, yes, everybody else, let's take it at the 25. I hope. I'm always nervous when you start talking about soft tissue, groin, that sort of stuff. Uh, that stuff, it takes time. And right now, Green Bay doesn't have time. Uh, time's up. You're up against it, and you need it. And he has been so integral. He has shifted the complete ineptitude of this special teams unit to now, again, I know you guys hate when I say this, they fear the kickoff oh, of they do. the return. Of oh, Keyshawn Nixon, that. just like I'll the, say that. Just, if you'd have just left it there, I'd have joined you in a second. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. A lot of folks, and I'm not going to say who, but Rich Eisen and Rob Domofsky, and you can start looking at the litany of people that are watching NFL playoff football and saying, oh, boy, Green Bay's a coming. Oh, boy. And there's a lot of teams that, that are saying, by the way, are they the ones that told us they were going to have the first or second best defense in the league this year? I just can you check? No, I didn't see if that. Mina Kimes uh, had done that or not yet. But a yeah. okay. uh, right. lot of pundits, a lot of people jumping back in. And Homer, Gabe, you guys come on in. Hey, Wait, we're in Miami, baby. The water's warm. What? Just tell come us. Come on in. Tell us what we're coming into. That this what is a playoff into? team and anything can happen in the playoffs. That's what you're coming into. Yeah, I'll take that. That's not what you sold at the beginning. This that is, is what I sold. Happen. This is, no, this was scared. This was scared. You used it. Oh, there's guys. teams. Now, oh, whoa, whoa. Game. I it, said every, Homer, all I said was every team outside of the San Francisco 49ers doesn't want to see this Green Bay Packer football team come I January. I disagree with that now. That's again. what I said. Now you've changed it. Okay, I'm not enjoying No, no, no. Club. Gabe, Gabe you know that's Gabe, what I said. Yeah, that I, Tausch, Tausch is staying consistent. I still agree with what Tausch is saying, but he is staying consistent in what he has been saying. Yes. Okay. 800-990-3776. Jim in Sockfield. Jim, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Homer, Gabe, and Tausch. A little feisty edition here on Christmas. Well, yeah, I'll try to keep that feistiness up. First of all, do you guys really care if I agree with you 10% of the time or 90%? I'm assuming not. Yeah, I, like, if I'm I like it when you're just, I want you to be engaged, Jim. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. So you don't need a percentage. I want you to be right. Um, That's all I care about. I want you to be right. Well, I've been right okay, a lot. Okay, previous caller, <laughs> I will say this. Of course, he's not the same Rodgers, but one thing I will um, one thing I will say: he's a smarter quarterback before the snap than after the snap. I don't know if you agree. The last thing is my biggest concern is: is Watson uh, does he suffer from soft tissue SDS, soft tissue syndrome? Are you at all concerned about his durability after today? Oh, for sure. You're talking about Watson. Yeah, you have. To, that's the that's the thing, right? He's been when he's on the field, dynamite. But it's been too inconsistent, and that's a big part of why I think the offense has been inconsistent, and why we've seen the inconsistency is some of these key players that you need to keep in you know involving and in making play. Watson was having a day. I think he had six catches before he got hurt, right? Does that sound right? Six catches before? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I believe it was six catches. Yes, before he. So before he went you out. just you keep building off of that, 
and you just hope that it's nothing major. But that's where uh, you have to take into account too these you know these college seasons, the training you do to get ready for a draft. You don't you don't get a chance to recover. Christian Watson has to get stronger, bigger. And he's got to. He's, there's a lot of stuff he needs from an NFL offseason that, unfortunately, we can't wait for. We need it now. That ain't gonna happen. But he. It, that's why I think everybody should be so excited. He's still raw. When you watch him run a route, his routes are not anywhere where they need to be. It's all loopy, and it, it, there's not to put the foot in the ground. He is doing this all with just his natural talent. He is going to be one of these guys that we'll talk about all offseason saying he's going to make a big jump because he's going to be able to get a lot stronger, he's going to be able to work, and he's going to be able to get rejuvenated from what has been a basically a full year of football for him. And that's what makes you excited about him. Because you see, not only you see him being productive just based off those raw abilities, if he can add those other things you were just talking about, Tausch, it seems like the sky is the limit for him. Again, part of him is staying healthy and staying on the field. He left with a hip injury today. That's... I don't think I'm going too far. With the ball in their hands, their two most explosive players are Nixon and Watson, right? Yep. And when the Put Aaron Jones in that category, too. But he's... We can we can get into that because I I don't understand why he are they just being cautious with his ankle injury because no, it seemed hurt. like he he's was not know. on the field. Yeah. I think he's hurt. Yeah, but he yeah. sure looked good yeah. on that second and twenty or Absolutely. first and twenty. He looked good, and I saw his brother tweeting out, "What the heck is going on?" Which is you know real interesting. Whenever you know whenever relatives are tweeting things out, you typically. Feel like they're hearing stuff from somewhere, so that's always a little more interesting than if it's just Johnny Schlappy tweeting it out. So, I, I still there's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> I gotta use that. But the beautiful part is that, that this team is moving in the right direction, and nobody, hardly anybody, except for myself and I think Wildy, we picked Green Bay to go beat Miami this weekend, and they did it. And now, can they do it against a very lucky Minnesota Vikings team that I'm not going to take anything away from them? They've won a ton of close games. Green Bay's going to be favored by five points, I bet, when they come up to Lambeau. I, I, I will try to see if I can, before the end of the show, I will see if I can get the look-ahead line or see if a line has it's been released. Out. It is already three out? It's three. Three? It's out. It's three points. Okay. Yeah. That's nothing. It's nothing. 800 Vegas doesn't believe they're scared. as many people are as scared of the team as you do, Satosh. Well, go ahead and ask the people. Ask the people. So we are we are putting it out there on a poll at ESPN Milwaukee. Should the rest of the NFC be scared of the Packers? Yes or no? You can oh, put that yes, on Twitter are. at ESPN oh, 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 Milwaukee. Tausch yeah. <laughs> is engaged. He can't wait to see the results of that poll at ESPN Milwaukee on Twitter. We go out to Bob and Mequon. Bob, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Homer Gabe and Tausch. Good morning, Gabe. Oh, I'm sorry. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Good uh, afternoon, Bob. Few, few things. Uh, the defensive coordinator, oh, let's see, I forget his name because he's already gone. It's unbelievable. I mean, the way that they're tackling right now, that first half looked absolutely horrible. And I agree with you. They're not the greatest team right now, even though Tausch thinks so, but we won't talk about that. The other thing is, I cannot believe that fake punt. That could have been the season right there, especially where they were as far down as they were. And I don't know what your opinion is, but that's mine. Yeah, I mean, it's a move that reeks of desperation. But again, the Packers are still, even though they want to, they're a desperate team. 
especially at that point of the game. It was a move of desperation by Matt LaFleur when he decided to pull the trigger on that. Totally agree. The three and to players the credit that are of out the defense, they kept them out of the end zone. That's huge. They started the ball on the Packers' 20, and that, that was uh, one of the, the the various drives. But that may have been as huge a drive. I think if uh, if uh, if Miami goes in and scores, and you may have said this, Tasha, the game's over. There's there's no way you yeah. have any uh, level of confidence yep. as a team. And this, so this game continued because of Joe Barry and the defense preventing a touchdown on first and 10. At the Green Bay twenty. Yep. Okay, Homer, you're you're coaching the, the team. Would, would would you have called that play? Uh, no, no, but it's a, it's I I love that Lafleur did because he's been a weenie all year, and this showed some. Uh, even though it was wrong, and I wouldn't have done it for him. I think it was good, and it could have cost him the season. But it's nice to see him have a little guts because I think he's been short in that area. Um, but it was still the wrong play. It'll be an interesting next week. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and, and again, a lot of it comes down to, I think, some of the health of some of these players. The Packers may have to get creative offensively with no Christian Watson because there's been a clear difference in the offense when Christian Watson has been available versus not available. And the, we, were, we were just talking about the other guy. Hopefully Aaron Jones continues to get healthy because they need him on the field during this stretch run as well. <sighs> it's just, they got to run just, the damn ball. It's just back to the early parts of the year. Run the damn ball all the time. Yeah, it's just Watson. just listening to Bob there and, and a couple, you know, just looking at Twitter and some of the other stuff. People just want this season to end without a playoff berth. And I understand, really? Gabe, where you're coming from, and Homer, you guys are looking at this thing, but I I have a hard time understanding a fan's perspective. I am a fan. I'm also objective. I've, I have been hard on this team this year. This has been a miserable season up until the last two or three weeks. And they've now found ways to win and made January football interesting, which if you asked me after that Bear game, even after a win, I'd have said no way. Because they they're not very good. You did well, say no way. They're not that was world. your opening statement. Yeah. Well, there's a way. And that way forward is they got a little healthier. Rodgers feels better. It just feels to me like there's so many... Packer apologists in the wrong direction. Like, well, they stink. They can't do this. They're they're flawed. Guys, every team in the NFC is flawed. Every team. So all I'm saying is crazy stuff happens. This league is unpredictable. The Texans don't want to win. They beat a Titans team at their place yesterday, a Titans team that came into Lambeau and beat us. So you get hot and you start buying in. And having that confidence, crazy things can happen. And I wish we had a little more optimism from our fan base on this. I want to be perfectly clear. I want them to win their last two games. I mean, we're here. Let's win the last two games. And this is a relatively young team. You look at a lot of the different playmakers. Quay Walker making some more plays today. We've we've talked a lot about Dobbs and Watson this year. And, and who knows what they're going to need out of Zach Tom. He may have to switch over to right tackle. Uh, because yeah, he played good again today. Yeah, he, play, he played good at played left good tackle. Again today. But Yash had an injury, couldn't finish. And Royce Newman didn't play great at right tackle. So he wasn't the best. Nope. No, he didn't play so great. So maybe Zach nope. Tom has to go over there. But with these young players... Like even even if they go into one playoff game and they lose that playoff game right away, like I want to get some playoff experience for these young guys. I don't want 
this team to you know have a great offseason and have a great record next year and then have their first playoff experience be next year. If they can get in this year, I 100% want them to get in, if only for the young guys so they can experience playoff football. Well, and Gabe, I mean, you can club. say all that, and that's all, that's all great. And, Homer, you've been on the, I, I just care about the development for 2023. That's correct. Well, 2023 right. is coming. Hey, 2023 is coming. It's happening in a week. Yeah. You could say for yeah. next season, you think if they can't sneak in that seven slot, you don't think they can make noise? Of course no, they, they can. Well, right. we, we, well if, we fundamentally disagree. If, if they get in, I think they can make noise, Tausch. I, I just, I'm still not 100% sold that they're going to do that based on the way that they've played. They're going to have to put together... Next week, a game against the Vikings. Like I think they have to play better than they did this week offensively. Next week against the Vikings. But still, yeah, uh, but you know what? Minnesota's defense is worse than, than Miami's. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Minnesota's given up a bunch of yardage this year. A Minnesota's defense stinks. Very guys. bad. It is not a good defense. Very bad. It's not. One hundred percent on board with that. Yeah, they're not very good. And and but that's sometimes what it takes. You know, you go up against that bad defense, and guess guess whose defense is just as bad as the Vikings. Detroit. Who's? Detroit, which is the next yeah. game after that. So you've the, the, the opportunity is certainly in front of them in order to put together an offensive effort that makes me think that they could be a team that's feared should they get in. 800-990-3776 is the Boda Box Wine line. That's where we find Dan in Oak Creek. Dan, you're on Green Bay Game Day postgame. Hey, guys. There's a, a lot to unpack with everything that's been going on the last couple of weeks. Um the first thing I want to say is, I don't know if you guys watch the uh, the Pat McAfee podcast, but our boy Tauscher got a shout-out on there, so that was nice to see. Um, I did uh, see that, yeah. The, that was really nice. The The confusing thing right now is we're, we're kind of talking about Aaron Rodgers in his twilight, and what we're seeing is Michael Jordan on the Wizards, essentially. Um it, it, he can still go out and drop a 40-point game, but he's going to average 22, 23 points a game. So, I mean, it, he's still great. Everybody still wants him. Everybody still wanted Michael Jordan. But there isn't the talent around him right now in order to be able to elevate him to where he needs to be. We can see that with Devontae Adams. The thing that I'm really, really encouraged with with this Packers team is they've got a lot of young talent on their team, and they're finding ways to win. It takes franchises a long time to be able to let their young talent figure out how to win. Green Bay is doing that early. And on top of all of that, you've got this raw talent in Christian Watson that I think is going to stick around for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, And to Tausch's point, if, if Green Bay wins out, they've been in playoff mode for the last month. We've seen Green Bay come into playoffs as the one seed after a bye and just lay an egg. And if they go into the playoffs after winning five straight and they come in really hot, I agree. There, there's reason to be concerned. Yeah, appreciate the call, Dan. Yeah, if they can get that far. And they've got the opportunity in front of them. And really, all the again, the only thing that needs to happen 
if the Packers win their last two, they just need Washington to drop one of their last two. And which, you know what? Which they Washington. don't know. They don't know if they're starting Carson Wentz. They don't know what they're exactly. doing at the quarterback position. Which, exactly. If you're a Packers fan, makes you feel start, real. Good. They're going to start Carson Wentz. They're going to start Carson Wentz. The, well, then they're I feel losing better one of their last that. two. Yeah, then they're definitely yep. losing one of their last two. No doubt about I that. Agree with that. This December, it's a cash avalanche at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. You could get buried in up to ten grand cash, plus all the unclaimed prizes, snowball into a huge cash jackpot at the end of the month. Come play with your club card. Catch all the football action at Firepitch Sports Bar. Learn more at PaysBig.com slash cold cash. We can give you the man, plus get to more of your calls on that Botabox Wild Line, 800-990-3776. Coming up next in the Green Bay Game Day postgame. Dolphins, one of the most aggressive defenses in the NFL. Short pressure and bringing just four. Rodgers has time. Steps up, takes off. Aaron Rodgers running inside the five and it's first and goal. Packers victorious. 26-20 over the Miami Dolphins. They are still alive. This is the Green Bay Game Day postgame. 800-990-3776, the number to get into the show. That's the Box Wine Line. I'm Gabe Nudso along with Steve the Homer True and the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. But we go out to that Box Wine Line. We find Mo in Illinois. Mo, you're on Green Bay Game Day postgame. What's going on, guys? Let's go. Big win. I'm going to get right into it. Yes. I'm fired up, okay? Yeah. Listen. Yeah. I 100% agree with Tausch. We're going to win the final That's two games. I'm back. Yep. I'm believing. Homer yep. and Gabe, I respect your opinion, but I also disagree mightily. How could you <laughs> come off a game like this against Miami in their territory? They had to win today, too. Miami, I mean, they're still looking good for the playoffs, but they were a desperate team, too. How do you come in? We beat this team who have a ton of weapons, and you still have doubt that the Packers could beat Minnesota, whose defense is fraudulent, Detroit, mm-hmm. whose defense is also horrible, in a cold, mm-hmm. icy tundra Lambeau field? Uh, Absolutely uh. not. The Packers are going to win their final two games. The defense stepped up mightily. Huge shout-out to Devontae Wyatt. He played out of his mind. I don't want to see Dean Lowry on my screen anymore. He played excellent. Defense played well. Special teams played well. There's been complimentary football these past three weeks. I don't care that we play the Bears and the Rams. They're still NFL teams. They're still NFL players that get paid millions and millions of dollars, okay? The Packers found a way. They're back in the mix. They're back in the hunt. That's all you could ask for. Shout out Jen Lada. He's been saying it all week that the Packers are going to win the final three games. And Gabe, you disagreed, which, again, Mm -hmm. I understand where you're coming from. But this team is back. We're making the postseason. Packer Nation, believe, baby. We're right back in it. Most all the way in. I like the energy. Rack we appreciate them. the call. We appreciate uh, do we rack call, people? That, do we rack people? Just, game we can. It's clear. What I disagree with is them. the fact that anybody would be scared of this team. No, there's people uh, scared. Nobody's scared of this and team. And you know it. Uh, you would be. What do I know? Oh, <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I can pretty much make sure my quarterback won't, on the first play of two drives, throw the ball directly to and directly at a defensive player for the other team. The or you offense, can make an adjustment. You know, do you realize, hey. did you miss this game? The end of the game, they're ahead by six. Did it cross your mind? By the way, I was a little concerned about Wayne Larvey. He didn't see any real benefit of the second field goal, which surprised me, but... 
save that for a later time. Um, did it not cross your mind that Miami could go down and win the game and this would be just like the entire season? It would be the perfect fitting for the entire season. Yeah. Did that yeah. cross? I, I, was, idea. Okay. I was very nervous. Very nervous at the beginning of that yeah. drive. Damn, there is, uh, if you... Okay, that's all. Then I'm, then I'm fine. I mean, no, I mean, obviously, uh, be of it's team. a whole different You didn't even game. believe in the team. You didn't even believe in the uh, team in the last six No, months. I knew. You were Listen, you no, were I did because Tua stinks. No, I knew Tua okay, stinks, right. and he wasn't going to do it. And let's okay. not forget, I, 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 you can't sit here, and Homer, you are the, you're the ringleader of the Fire Joe <laughs> Barry crowd. FBJC. Yeah, F yes, fire F J B C. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah, you, got it. yeah, you figured out. Yeah. So I you care about him. Can, I'm you happy can get him after so him in the first half. Better job now. Hey, yes. You can get what? after him in the first half, but to say that his defense didn't adjust and they said we're not going to keep letting you throw slants across the middle. We're going to do some of the same things that San Francisco and some of these other teams found ways to beat this football team. And then Razul Douglas made a great read. On the end, the last pick of the game, it looked like it was just a god awful throw, and it was. But that had been open all day. Razul Douglas like, no, nah, I know what they're doing. I, he baits the guy. He baits two into making one of the easiest interceptions you're ever going to see in the NFL. And no, Barry for this all the team, credit. he's the man. Yes. No, he's he not going to be no. fired. He's not going to get my the man credit, but if you can't at least he's acknowledge not. because you're so filled with vitriol towards him. Which I understand that you have angst and you don't He's like horrible. how he calls defenses. He's been horrible as a second half as a coordinator. Homer, yes, he did. The second half, Steve he Yoder could have been better. Wisconsin. He, I'm not interested yes. in Steve Yoder right now. No, yes, I'm not. He, you're right. Joe Barry deserves all the credit. You won't listen to so, me. Yes, I give him all the credit. He had a great game. No, I'm listening. You're just not acknowledging, which is fine. You could have had a better defensive half. Gabe, help me. If How were... can I acknowledge greater than that he shouldn't be fired? you want me to say? Say that no defensive coordinator could have had a better second half of football than what Joe Barry did. No That's defensive coordinator could have had a better second half than Joe Barry did in this game. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we're done I here. made him the man. I I'm making him the man, and you won't even you're make him the man. That. And you say, you're not I because am I already told I you on the play of the season happened to... in the first half. Yeah, I, I, I That's mean, what happened. I, I have no idea. I've lost completely control of the show. But the fact that okay, the, the fact that Homer just said word for word what Tausch wanted him to say, like I don't know if I've ever yeah. seen somebody do that. So I'm I tip of the cap to you, Tausch. Like that is breaking down Homer to get him to that point. You have impressive. to push on him because he'll he'll just run you over. <laughs> If you let him. And you have to bring facts, and you have to say, this is how it is. And we just did that. boy, Tausch. We'll right. get to our okay. The Man, and we'll see if Homer actually does give it to Joe Barry. Coming up next, Hour 2, Green Bay Game Day postgame. Come up next. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. And a Packers defense trying to shut things down. Over the sideline and picks. Russell Douglas. Consecutive drive that ends in an interception. And how about the Packers' beast? Three interceptions.
options for that Packers defense today as they defeat the Miami Dolphins in Miami on Christmas Day, 26-20. By the way, speaking of interceptions, Russell Wilson's already thrown two of them. I turned around during the, the break, and the Rams were up 17 nothing. It's not even the end of the first quarter yet against the Denver Broncos. But we're here talking about the Packers-Dolphins game. 800-990-3776 is the number to reach the show. I'm Gabe Nidesoul, along with Homer and the Packers Hall of Famer, Mark Tauscher, hanging out with you as the Packers' playoff hopes are still alive. The Box Wine Line, 800-990-3776. We go to Levi and Clover. Levi, you're on Green Bay Game Day postgame. Hey, fellas, can you hear me? We got you. What's going on, Levi? Oh, good. Hey, Tosh, Merry Pixmas, pal. Nice. That's it, Levi. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you, buddy. Yeah, feels so good about the Packers' victory today. But um, I'm looking at the stats here about today. I thought the Packers were really more aggressive today because the playoffs are on the line for these guys. So there's two games left. I want to see a little more assertiveness, especially on fourth down, which, which we really they have not been pretty good this season. Coming in, was it 6 for 21 for fourth down? I don't remember what the stats were for that. It, it was bad. I know it was, it was one of the worst in the league. I know that. Right. Um, I was just pretty impressive what they did for, for that, but yeah, some, man, Mercedes Lewis's catch, they got away with that. I, when I saw the replay, yeah. the ball did bounce. Man, thank goodness the Dolphins did not challenge that. Hey, Man. Levi, anyway, Levi, are you yeah. are you have a positive vibe? You thinking big things for this team, or are you thinking just a good win today? Well, during the game, I thought for a while that they were not going to play us, but now after this win, I am getting a little bit confident they could win their last two games, honestly. At least it made my mind change on it, but... Uh, well, let's get the New Year started next week, get those two wins. Uh, and now if you guys excuse me, i got to watch the Milwaukee Bucks here. You have a great Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas to yeah, you. Go Bucks. As the, uh, the Bucks have a nice Christmas Day game against the, uh, the Boston Celtics. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, they come away with the victory 26-20 today. But what's, what's interesting is that Tua ends up having a quarterback rating higher than Aaron Rodgers despite the three picks. Because get out of here! I'm telling you, that's I'm just that's what. The, All right, that's QBR. If that's true, Gabe, uh, that stat Nathan. needs to go the way of the white buffalo. It's over. Yep, I'm with that. Can't so be. that's the, the rating. The rate his rating is eighty point eight because because his his yards per attempt was twelve point four. Yeah, that yeah, and that's that, and that's that the needs to why. go. All right, that's that's dead to me. All right. Okay, that's good. That's enough. good. I'm glad you gave that info. Okay, that's that's dead. Uh, ESPN's QBR though, Rogers was higher than two of, although both weren't very high. Um, I mean, look again. I'm not. I'm not trying to rain on the parade or pee in Cheerios, as you said earlier, Tausch. I just. I, I feel like I just have a little bit of skepticism because look, I'm, I'm looking for reasons to believe. I want to believe. I'm looking for that big gal, you know, that galvanizing moment as a fan, and I, I feel like for a, a good chunk of today's game, they were outplayed. They came away with three turnovers. Do you think that they're going to end up getting four turnovers now, in the game going forward? Because so, I don't. Gabe, they were out, they were outplayed in the first half. They were not even close to be. They so outplayed. Look at time of possession, points, plays run, uh, conversions. You look at everything you want in that second half. Green Bay wins the statistical battle all over the place. And I don't care if you have 600 yards offense. If you turn it over four times and you don't score a single point, in the second half, 
QBR this. QBR that. I don't care. All that's moot. The bottom line is Green Bay made a ton of plays. Miami didn't make any other than the one interception, and they were able to overcome it. So I get all that stuff. That's all great. Green Bay was the much better team in the second half than Miami. Homer? Yeah, when your quarterback throws an interception on your first offensive play on two series, yeah, I think that um, it's. I mean, he was he was horrible. Um, so that that eliminated everything. The the they and they needed every one of those, including the last one, because everybody's well aware that the Packers could only get a field goal, so they're up six, and Miami has more than enough time to score because on what two series they scored on one play. Um, it was bizarre how little they had the ball, both when they scored and when they didn't score. So, in the end of the game, came down to the final series, and the Packers' defense had to make the play, and they did. And that's why I'm ready for the man. All right, let's go ahead and get to who your the man was today. Who was the man in the green and gold game? It's time to find out who the man is. The man is sponsored by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can, too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. All right, Homer, you were waiting for it. You were excited for it. Who did you have as the man Yeah, today? it's not even close. It's the man because the man is Joe Barry. He bailed out Aaron Rodgers. Do you realize if the defense and Joe Barry doesn't stop that last rest, you would have had, hold on, let me finish. You would have had an interception and a Packer field goal and an interception and another Packer field goal and then a touchdown that would have won the game for Miami. Joe Barry bailed out Aaron Rodgers. That's why he is the man. Tausch? Yeah, it's funny because you've been calling for him to be fired since he got hired, and he should still be. So fired. it's interesting yes. that still, you picked. If if oh, this not performance if they make the brings no. Joe Barry back, hold on, let me let me finish this. If this performance brings Joe Barry back next year, I wish they'd have lost. Wow, Ooh. sound graph that. There's your sound graph for Green Bay game day post game. I want to change the name of the show to G and G PG. So we'll we'll work on that later. Uh, Mine is simple. I call. I tweeted it when it happened live, and it is the play of the season. It was a season-saving play by a free agent pickup last offseason from my guy, Goot, Jerron Reed. You can call him Jaron Reed, Jerron Reed, I don't care. Reed, with the play of the season. Miami is looking at going up 17 before the half and probably daggerizing any playoff hopes this team had. And with the big old mitt, he reaches in, he makes a great tackle, strips the ball, and recovers it, and then thinks about getting up and going with it? <laughs> Jaron Reed saved the Packers' season in the first half. He is the man, and I hope it doesn't get lost on people, if Green Bay makes an improbable run, that play right there is going to be why they were able to do it. And it all happened in Miami with about two minutes left in the first half of that game. Because it was over if he doesn't make that play. I, they, the Packers got off to one of the faster starts they've gotten off to this year, scoring 10 points in their first two drives. 
And to me, a big part of that is Keyshawn Nixon. And I know he didn't finish the game, but he's still my man today because he had the 93-yard kickoff return. And the second kickoff, I know he didn't return it, but that was all him. That was Miami trying to come up with some way to kick the ball away from Keyshawn Nixon. They end up making a mistake and kicking it right at an up-back so the Packers can get the short field right near the midfield marker. So to give them the ball inside the 10 and then give them a short field, the Packers scored 10 points on on those drives. It just shows you how important special teams can be when you have the right guy back there, and that's exactly what Keyshawn Nixon has been. Hopefully he is okay that even if he can't go this upcoming week against Minnesota, and I have no idea, if he's going to be available. It was a groin injury that kept him out of the game towards the end. Um, he, he could play a big factor if indeed the Packers end up winning out and winning their final two games at home against Minnesota and Detroit. Can I make one additional thought? Of course. I want to apologize to uh, Mercedes Lewis that the pass that you caught, even though you didn't catch it, and the plays that you've made, um, uh, there's no way that anybody can comprehend it. And so you deserve some award. That, I don't know if it's the Senior Citizens Award man, or this this this, back, this compliment keeps getting more and more backhanded. It's not bad. Of all that occurred in that game, what is the most amazing thing that occurred? That Mercedes Lewis caught a pass for what thirty? It wasn't no, even a catch. Even come close. But, but I mean, he, okay, it was ruled as a catch for thirty-one yards. Yep. There's nothing else even close. You know what's hilarious? That's a, that's a one hundred and five, and nothing else is. It even, was a great catch. Even come close. Yes. It was but a great catch. That far down uh, the field? Wasn't a catch. Uh, no, it was Have awesome. Have you ever seen him that far Look, down Mercedes the field? Mercedes Lewis. There's a reason that he's as beloved as he is. He is. He is a pro, and he does what yeah. he can. He's not obviously the fleetest of foot, but he found a way to beat the safety or linebacker that was covering him because nobody believes that, long that he's going to run ever, that far down the field. No, uh, don't uh, no, he was a stud back in the day. Yeah, he was. He was a. Stud. He's made Pro Bowls. He was a second team All Pro once with Jacksonville. Uh, he was catching. You know what's the ball hilarious about yards this? Down the field. Well, that, yeah, that, in that his career, yeah, like I mean, yeah, he's 25. he's he's lumbering now, but yeah, like Tao said, like back when he was twenty five, the dude could scoot. Yeah. Hey, we have done this, the man, for a while. Yep. Razul Douglas has a game saving pick and another interception, and we're not even blinking to say his name today. Razul only had one pick. Who had the other? So Jair, Razul. Devondre. Devondre. Oh, there's only three picks. Only three I thought picks. there was four. There were four turnovers. Right, there, was the fumble. there was the fumble that you talked about. So there were four turnovers. Yeah, the Packers right. were plus three. Right. I don't want to give Razul more credit than he deserves. Yeah, but that, that but was nice, still... Nice game by him today. It, he I'll did, tell you this. He, had he a didn't think of a handoff on that interception, did he? Hey, did you, did you notice he didn't think of a handoff on that interception? Got his butt no, down in half a second. Well, cause again, with, all of that, with all of that positivity that I've thrown out today, yes. Tua stinks. And he <laughs> will not be the quarterback of the Dolphins moving forward. You can't... When you wow. see a game like that today... That ain't happening. You think they're going to give him a monster fat contract extension? No. Nope. If I'm the Miami Dolphins, I'm not even thinking about it. They're winning in spite of him. You tell me a receiving core more dangerous than what the Miami Dolphins have. Tua stinks, guys. It's I don't like saying it, but he's just not a great quarterback. They were doing some great things before this four-game losing streak, and it looked no, like he had played him. better last week. And he he played in the first half the way he had played earlier this season. But too often you have seen the guy that played in the second half for Miami. Too often during yeah, this four-game losing streak. Yeah. He's not good enough. No. Not with that team. Nope.
No, they've, and they've got a lot of talent, like you said, around. I mean, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, you want to talk about a scary wide receiver tandem. You saw what they could do with the ball in their hands today. Nine catches and 246 uh-huh. yards between the two of them. That's that's scary. But the Packers found a way so to, to they, contain them in the second half. Should they get Jordan Love? Should they get Jordan Love? Well, Jordan Love's going to be forced to trade out of town. We'll see where he ends up going. Packers. If you, the, if you were if you were advising the Dolphins, would you suggest that they get Jordan Love, Tausch? I would. I would advise on not giving Tua a fat extension. I don't know if I'd go so far as to get Jordan Love. If I was the Seattle Seahawks or someone like that, yeah, I'd go get Jordan Love. Okay. Sorry, give him a shot. Go ahead and finish. Let me interrupt. 800-990-3776 is the number to get into the show. It's the Butterbox Wine Line. We'll get out to you on that Butterbox Wine Line. Coming up next, Green, game, Green Bay Game Day postgame. You're listening to Green Bay Game Day postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. A 9 out of 12, 229 yards in this first half. Here's Mostert. Lost the ball. It's recovered by the Packers and Jared Reed. That was the play Tausch said made Jaron Reed the man. Big fumble recovery, big fumbled force and recovery that gave the Packers an opportunity to score some points at the end of the first half. Cut it down to a one-possession game. Packers end up scoring 13 in the second half. To the Dolphins, zero, win the game, 26 to 20. It's Green Bay Game Day postgame. I'm Gabe Nights, so along with Homer and Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. And we're reacting to this game along with you at 800-990-3776. We go to Larry in California. Larry's on the Botox wine line and on Green Bay Game Day postgame. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, I'm going to retract something that I said, and I'm going to admit that I was at fault. I said the Packers wouldn't win three straight. Uh I know it's still uh, three straight in the last stretch here, but I'm wrong. Uh, they did. Uh, I thought they wouldn't be uh, winning them all, but it looks like uh, I'm going to eat my words. And uh, uh, it was great that uh, they won, but uh, I just, you know, I, I, I really don't want to single out anything in this game. It was kind of a up-and-down game with Aaron. I mean, he still looks like he's inconsistent at times when he's passing the ball. I mean, the, the guys aren't catching it and stuff, and I'm kind of worried if they do make it into the playoffs, they could be won and out very quickly. But if not, uh, you know, it was an exciting season, and I hope that uh, they, they win the last two games. That's all i got to really say to you guys. Right, so if they're, if they're one and out, then they're one and out. Fine. Yeah, they were one and out still last year. Still an accomplishment year. to make it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially no, when last year was way worse. Oh, for now sure. thousand percent for yeah. sure. Uh, can we all agree that if that play that we just heard coming in from the break does not happen, Green Bay doesn't win this game? Yes. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. No okay. argument for me whatsoever. So that's potential play of the year up to this point. Uh... Yeah, I mean, because... This was the biggest game of the year. It's over. They lose today, it's over. Yeah, exactly. So today was the biggest game of the year. Now, the Vikings game yep. becomes the next newest sure. biggest that's game of the, the year. Beauty. That's the, that's the beauty of, of what they're that's in right the now, right? But yep. today, if today is the biggest game of the year, which I think we all agree, that was the biggest play of the game, therefore biggest play yeah. of the year. It, and there's another th- a couple things that I wanted to kind of get into before I go. Uh, the Packers offensive line today, it struggled a little bit early, and Royce Newman... 
he has not been as good as I think we'd hoped. He's still a young player, and I'm not going to write him off because I've seen young players improve and you know, trying to figure things out. But when Yash Nyman gets hurt, the Miami Dolphins went at the trade deadline, and we all want Goot to go make big moves at the trade deadline. Oh, get Chase Claypool. Uh, the Bears haven't won a game with him. He didn't even play yesterday. He wasn't even active. So the Dolphins go and pick up Bradley Chubb and give up two firsts to get him. And Green Bay doesn't have their preferred starting tackles today playing. And I don't know about you, and I know he was dinged up and missed a little bit. Somebody, a couple people tweeted at him, he'd been injured the whole game. No, he wasn't. He was in at the end of the game. He played. I didn't see or hear or smell much of him today. And I give LaFleur and I give Rodgers, but I also want to make sure we didn't give old boy, old 5-0, old Zach Tom, any love. Zach Tom has been very good and put in ridiculously tough scenarios. Yeah. And he's been really good. Without a doubt. He's been put so, in some really tough spots. And he's stepped up and I think, shown through. Yeah, and I think when you start looking at this thing, and, and we have plenty of time to break things down off season, and what Elton Jenkins' extension that he got meant... But I want to make sure we give old boy a little love on that left tackle today. Because Bradley Chubb is supposed to be an elite pass rusher that needs multiple attention, chips and you know nudges and all the stuff that you do, slide protections. I didn't see a lot of that today, and I did not see Rodgers after the first quarter. I didn't see him in a ton of duress. I want to give old boy a ton of credit for how he played today, too. And and the Miami defense seemed to be blitzing quite a bit in order to try to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and he had some success. Yeah, and Gabe, I saw that uh, Rob Domofsky, our uh, ESPN guy, tweeted that this is the most blitzing anybody's done. And Rodgers had a ton of success when they did it. That's not how you beat Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you get home with four and cover. And the Dolphins tried to do some things differently. And with all that said... I don't think Green Bay's passing game was uber dynamic today by any stretch, but it was good enough to find a way to win. Yeah, it was good enough when Aaron Rodgers needed to be good enough. And, yes, I, I think shouting out the offensive line 100% Tausch. Again, you're, you're hoping that Yash Nyman is going to be healthy. That's We'll go over the injury recap coming up here in just a little bit on the postgame show. But they had – this was one of their worst games in terms of injuries in recent memory where they've had some guys go out and you're hoping that they are healthy so they can make that stretch run going forward. Tausch, we appreciate it, man. Go enjoy the rest of this Christmas with your family. Appreciate you guys. Go Pack. Hey, don't be Debbie Downers, Gabe. There's a fighting chance <laughs> hey. in this team – I mean, hey, there's... Don't be peeing in everybody's Cheerios. Hey, I mean, you're leaving. I can do whatever I want, man. That's fair. I can't argue with that. See you guys. See you, Tausch. You can catch Tausch tomorrow morning. He is going to be on with Jen Latta from 7 to 9 a.m. tomorrow morning right here on 94.5 ESPN. Packers defeat the Miami Dolphins 26 to 20. We'll give you... That injury recap, plus take your calls, 800-990-3776. As the postgame, Green Bay Game Day postgame rolls on. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network, presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Packers run for it on fourth down four times during the first half. Are they about to go for it on fourth down from their own 31? You bet. Rodgers under center. 
He'll sneak it and get it. win 26 20 the season is still alive if they win their final two i think their their chance to make the playoffs homer is 90 percent i mean if, if you are the Packers, i was trying to find that i couldn't figure out i think if you go so 538 has yeah, 26 percent something but is there so if you go to 538.com yes right now it'd be 26 percent. but if they win their final two i believe it rises in the 90 percent range because 538 has their playoff predictor machine, whatever you want to call it, where you can kind of select who wins what games, and that'll update you in terms of the percent chance that that team is a postseason team. Yeah, the, the uh, what the 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 number one thing to focus in on is them winning the last two, right? Yes, and they win the last two, and then they're all. But I mean, it'd be. Well, you, you, it would be fair to say you're rooting against the Commanders, but that's all. That's all you need right. to happen because I believe they would have the tiebreaker against the Seahawks, and they yes. would there, there wouldn't be a tiebreaker against the Lions because the Lions lost yesterday. Right. So right you now, five thirty eight has it as a twenty seven percent chance. If they win both their games against Minnesota and Detroit, it raises to a ninety percent chance that they make the playoffs. And you couldn't wish for any better than just needing the commanders to lose. Correct, because they are going through. They decided to put Carson Wentz in the game yesterday, and Ron Rivera said he's going to make a decision early in the week because he wants whoever's you know going to be getting the reps in practice to be get those reps. So it's they're going to make a decision whether it's Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke. But they could be making a change at quarterback, which is nothing. You never want to be making a change at quarterback when both guys when you have a healthy starting quarterback in the middle of a playoff chase. Yeah, no, they're a mess, and and I'm certain that Carson Wentz is going to be the guy, but which makes me feel better about them losing a game. Yeah, I mean, I, you feel good about them losing a game, regardless of what they do. Correct. I mean, I'm more concerned about the Packers winning too than about the well, Commanders losing. And, and part of that concern for me is this injury recap brought to you by Orthopedics Associates of Wisconsin. There is a difference. Visit orthowisconsin.com today, and Keyshawn Nixon doesn't return. Uh, you also have uh, Yash Nyman not returning, Christian Watson not returning. A lot of some some pretty big injuries for the Packers today. That a, a big reason for this turnaround, a big reason why the offense was performing better than the 17 points per game was Christian Watson. Even when he wasn't productive, like he was, you know, you know, he he still had you know found a way to get the ball and, and score some touchdowns. But last week against the Rams. The Packers' offense still found a way to be productive despite him not getting the ball a ton because he attracts attention, and that can open up things elsewhere for the Packers. Without yeah, him, and he got 40, it's a little tougher. Yeah. He got 40 yards on, on penalty. On a pass interference. Look at, without, without, yeah, without Watson, uh, they're, they're the 17-point Packers, and they'll be it again. And we're going to get right back to run the damn ball. Run the ball all the time as the only way you can hope to have enough points because they're going to be... Uh, Challenged offensively, as just what we saw. We saw that in the second half today without Watson. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't. I can't believe that Miami's defense is that good. But they could. All they could get was basically again after interceptions. They get two field goals. It's forgotten because they won the game. But if the defense doesn't bail them out, bail Aaron Rodgers out at the end, then 
they they lose the game and everybody goes, what the hell happened? You get interceptions and all you can get is a field goal? Well, that's their offense without Christian Watson. They're the 17-point Packers, and if he's not playing next week or the following week, then they'll be the 17-point Packers again. They need to be more efficient in the red zone in the next two weeks. Yeah. Because the, those are two offenses, and I, the, the Lions' offense away from Ford Field just hasn't been good. Uh, they struggled at times yesterday and, and had a turnover and, and still racked up some yards but didn't score nearly as many points as uh, they thought they could uh, against the you know, against the Carolina Panthers. But the Panthers put up 320 yards rushing against that defense. The Vikings have been giving up passing yards in bunches this season. That being said, both those teams have some pretty good offenses. And I still, despite the second half they had today, Homer, I don't trust this defense. Do you? No. So... If, if, if you don't trust the defense, they, they need to be better anything. in the red zone. Yep. No, I don't trust anything. Do I feel better about the, that much better about the team after this game? No. I don't. Especially with Watson being hurt and with Nixon being hurt. Those are, those are two things that made you believe that the team would be closer to or in some way close to the explosive that they've always been with Aaron Rodgers. Like they can they can score points now they can't score points they got to find a different way to do it and it's going to be harder because they haven't shown that they can do it without Christian Watson. Yes, I don't. Who I mean, I'll defer to you. How are they going to do it? The only time they were able to do it was would be if they just ran the ball right, and the offensive line could be a little iffy with the problems they have there. I'm assuming David Bakhtiari comes back next week. Maybe that's okay. a bad assumption. But if he comes back, I think I feel better about the line if Zach Tom slides over to right tackle, if Yash Nyman is unavailable. That being said, you're still thin at that position because Zach Tom, the guy has been incredible. No matter where they've put him this year, he has answered the bell. But then you, you just don't have any depth without Yash and, and not having you know Zach Tom. So you're still another injury away from, from that being yeah, a no, weak I was I was stating what I was without Bakhtiar. If Bakhtiar plays, I'm fine. Okay. Well, I mean, it's. I just didn't how know. long does it take to recover it, from an appendectomy? I'm sure it's not the first time it's happened in NFL history where somebody's had to have one in the middle of the season. I'm just unfamiliar with its recovery time in relation to how quickly you can play in an NFL game. I mean, I can ask my brother. He had exactly the same thing happen, but he's he's uh, 64 and he's not playing currently in the NFL. So okay. I don't know what the, yeah, I, I feel like the recovery time times are probably a little bit different, but you know, hey, feel free to ask him. Because I, I, the little that I knew. I would have thought Bakhtiari would be back by now. So, yeah, but again, I thought he would have played this week. Who knows? I, that, 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 and yep. That's why I think he'll play next week. But, again, when it comes to David Bakhtiari, I guess you have to hold your breath until 90 minutes before the game. And if he's active, you feel good because when he's been out there, he's been good. His availability just hasn't been the best this season for the Packers. America's favorite light lager since 1982. It's Bud Light, and they bring you Green Bay game day postgame. Light, crisp, and refreshing, and high school Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. Barley, rice, hops, and water. Enjoy Bud Lights by picking it up at your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly. 2022. Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. We hear from QB1, Aaron Rodgers' postgame press conference. Coming up next after the Packers de defeated the Dolphins 26-20. It's Green Bay Game Day postgame. You're listening to Green Bay Game Day postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Did it. Pressure coming. Rodgers, sideline, Lewis, Mercedes Lewis, sets up first and goal. 
Big throw by Rogers to Mercedes Lewis. 31 yards. By the way, Homer, uh, his long in his career is 62 yards for Big Dog. Right, but I'm at he. I mean, I know the yardage. I was just saying he caught that ball 30 yards down the field. Yeah, I'm sure he's had. I figured one like he that. might have had a run. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's done that before. Yeah, and he was. He was a really good athlete back in the day. No, I know he was really good. I just. I then I'd like to know how long it's been since he caught a ball 30 yards down the field. Yeah, it, it's. It certainly has been. No, a while. There's. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, there's no way anybody could have assumed that that would happen. And I, I think by tenfold, it's the biggest surprise in the game. Eight hundred that, that he caught a ball thirty yards down the field. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six is the number to get into the show. That's where we find G Man in Minnesota on the Boda Box Wine Line. G Man, you're on Green Bay Game Day post game. Hey guys, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Hey. Uh, you know, I hate to be greedy on Christmas, but you guys, wouldn't it be ideal? The Packers win their last two games. They, they, they beat Minnesota. They beat Detroit and they get, uh, uh, the seventh, the seventh seed. And then they have to go, uh, to Minnesota and play the Vikings and beat the Vikings in Minnesota and put all those delusional Viking fans to rest. And, and then we can call it. 63 years of mediocrity and counting for the Viking fans. <laughs> well, that be that would be one of the toughest losses for the Vikings to take ever. It would. Um, my my would, money is on the Packers. Wouldn't be awesome, though? It would be fantastic, but I think they would, that would also require the 49ers losing a game against the Raiders or Cardinals in the final two weeks of the season because the Vikings would have one more loss than they have now because the Packers would have to beat them next week. And I think under this scenario where the Packers make the playoffs, the most logical thing is that the San Francisco 49ers end up being the number two seed. Okay. That, I just thought that fun. would be uh, a great Christmas present. Oh, it certainly uh, would be. But... It certainly would be, especially for you living up in Minnesota. I'm sure you have to deal with Vikings fans on, on a regular basis. Yeah, it's not been fun. <laughs> Well, we appreciate and it would confirm what everybody believes. The Vikings just can't be this good. You cannot do this game after game and not and not pay yeah, for it at some point. It's a, it's an NFL record. Eleven the, games by one score. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and you, you're not going to get up thirty three in the playoffs and, and and win that game in a playoff game. Yeah, that's that's certainly been their issue. We appreciate the call, G Man. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. If you want to join the program on the Boda Box Wine Line, but first we have to hear from the quarterback, the QB Presser, brought to you by Ridgetop Exteriors. Here's Aaron Rodgers after the Packers twenty six twenty victory over the Miami Dolphins. Definitely better than uh, three weeks ago. Four, I guess, because the bye. Mike, yeah. What do you think? Pretty good. Yeah. Getting better. A lot of things happen our way. What can a win like this do for you guys? You were talking about how beating like, the Rams and the Bears is one thing, beating these guys on the road. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think we've struggled with confidence, but definitely haven't had a lot of believers outside the locker room, I don't think, so maybe this will give us a couple on the bandwagon. But, I mean, we, we, uh, we've been in a good rhythm, practice, energy, uh, cohesion and then playing a little bit better complimentary football it wasn't uh, perfect but that's a good football team and they had a lot to play for so it's a good win for us Aaron did you feel you lost some things out there on offense today and on that note how big was what the defense did in the second half for you guys yeah it's huge uh, we, I think we we had some really key drives on offense but we definitely left some points out there 
had some chances. Had Christian there on fourth down, just missed him. And, uh, you know, we had the uh, first drive of the game, obviously down inside the 10, need, need to get seven there to kind of start off the game the right way. But uh, overall, when we had to have drives in the second half, we made it happen. You know, big drives starting the starting third quarter. That was about seven minutes. And a touchdown to pull us back even. Then our defense just clamped down and played played excellent football. And then we had to have a drive there in the, you know, with, uh, with about six left in the clock, I think it was, in the fourth. And we took it down there and got points. Now, obviously, we'd like to get a touchdown, but uh, that was a good drive for us. Can you talk a little bit more about that drive in the, in the third quarter? Um, it was just kind of a conversation within the locker room. Let's get off to a great start in the second half. And were you guys able to accomplish exactly what you wanted? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, that, uh, it wasn't super pretty, but we had a couple conversions. And, I, uh, you know, PT had a nice catch and run for us. And we just... Uh, you know, did what we had to do there, getting seven points. That was a good drive for us. We wanted to get back in the game and tie it up. Um, did that, and the defense just clamped down and played excellent. How many times have you made that throw Mercedes just screwing around in practice? If ever? Yeah, never. Uh, you know, I'm not even a big fan of that concept, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, Rome had a two-way go on the one side. He chose uh, inside, where outside probably would have been a little bit better. Uh, and then as it came back, PT made a great block on the black, on the backer, gave me a little bit of time. I saw kind of big dog just kind of uh, heading down the sidelines. Thought I'd lay one up for him, and uh, he made a nice play. I guess how many miles per hour he fucked at on that play? Twenty. Seventeen. Yeah. Awesome. Aaron, just the, the sidearm angle on that throw. Uh, I just well, with the defender there, the hands up. I guess what just made you just kind of launch it that. Yeah, you drop it down a little bit, it's easier to, to get the trajectory that you want sometimes, especially when your shoulders are square. So I was just creating the angle just to put it kind of in a spot. I mean, I can't say that was a super confident throw. Um, I was just hoping Big Dog would see it, and then that it was in somewhere vicinity we might get a catch or a P.I., although we didn't really get any P.I. calls today. How much is 33 playing through uh, yeah, I got to ask him. I'm not sure. Uh, I know he was dealing with some stuff last week, and I heard he was dealing with some stuff this week too, so probably a decent amount. Hopefully, you know, Christian's not too serious. I'm not sure what his status will be, but we had a lot of guys banged up today, and a lot of guys stepped up. Roy stepped up. Sav played a bunch. Uh, Ennis was out there. Uh, 24 was out there. Um, who else? PT. I said PT. PT played really well. So a lot of guys stepped up. Coming into this game, the Giants lost, Washington lost, Seattle lost, Detroit lost, and you guys come out with the win. I guess how do you like your position in you know, the next two games coming up? I'd like to be, uh, let's see, what are we, 7 and 8? Yeah, I'd like to be, you know, 10 and 5, 11 and 4. <laughs> but considering uh, where we were a few weeks ago, a lot has happened in our favor. All the games that need to go a certain way went a certain way. Now there's obviously much uh, much left but again we're going to be we played meaningful games in December we won all three of those now we're playing meaningful games in January we got to win those can you share something about the small conversation you had with Tua at the end of the game obviously a top game for him for interceptions he's been through a little bit more what did you tell him some of the stuff I actually said this week I, I just really appreciate the way that he handles his business and his professionalism his uh uh just the way he goes about and speaks about his teammates, 
I think he's got a really good humility about him. Uh, he's, a, he's a good, humble kid, very talented. I enjoyed watching him play in college. And I just I like the way he goes about his business. I think he handles things the right way with a lot of class, a lot of respect. And, and yeah, I told him to take care of himself, too. He's had some pretty vicious hits this year. But he's a good kid. He's got a long career in the league to look forward to. And uh, there's days like this, but the, he was still through for a hell of a lot of yards. And they got a lot of great weapons, and they're still in the hunt as well. Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're all pretty big. This, the defense tends to celebrate a little bit louder. I think it's you know they get a, you know they get a turnover. They run down to the end zone every time. Offense, you know, we just celebrate in the end zone. So they usually travel more distance to celebrate. So when they came up with the, all those turnovers, uh, there was a lot of celebrating for the defense, and we we're proud of them too. So. I think we're all just enjoying the uh, Christmas spirit. Just to confirm that they had that encroachment penalty laid out on purpose, right? Yes, I think so. I looked over at the coach and gave him a thumbs up, and he was kind of gloating a little bit. No, I mean, that was a, it's second and one. That's a smart play to do because you get a first down, you're basically wasting a timeout of 40 seconds. So. Aaron Rodgers after the Packers' 26-20 victory over the Miami Dolphins. Season still alive. Uh, Homer, I do want to give this update. This is from Ryan Wood. Covers the Packers for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I just tweeted out moments ago. Caught up with Christian Watson as he was leaving the locker room. He told me his hip was okay. Quote, I'll be all right, he said. Of course, tomorrow is a new day. Didn't seem to be much concerned with it long term, though. So that's good news. At least initially, it seems yeah. like it's good news if he's telling uh, Ryan Wood that he's going to be okay. Yeah, they need him. They're the, they're the 17 Packers without him. Yeah, and they certainly need him to be healthy next week against Minnesota. Uh, Jason Wilby is going to give his take on this game as the Packers stay alive in the postseason. We hear from Jason Wilby coming up next in the Green Bay Game Day postgame. This is Green Bay Game Day Postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light. Light, clean, and crisp tasting on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Your key to inside the numbers, inside the hash marks, and inside the locker room. All Packers, all the time. Packers reporter Jason Wilde is on Green Bay Game Day Postgame. Brought to you by WPS Health Solutions. Visit OperationFanMail.com to nominate an active duty service member or military veteran for recognition this season. He is our friend. He is our teammate. He is Jason Wilde joining Green Bay Game Day postgame. I'm Gabe Nights along with Homer. As the Packers season is still alive. 26-20, the victory over the Miami Dolphins. Jason, Merry Christmas. Thanks for the time, my friend. I would normally sing a uh, Christmas carol like chestnuts roasting on an open fire because Dosh doesn't think that people know that song. But instead, I think the appropriate would, one would be, ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive, thanks to Tua Tungavailoa in part. Jason, how confident are in you? Par- in part? <laughs> how about totally? Um, you still got to catch it. If he throws it to you, you still got to catch it. And they did. There's nobody around you to fight with you for the ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, the... You know, I'll give Rasul Douglas credit on his because that, to me, is 
him knowing what that route is, recognizing what's going to happen, falling off of his guy, which, quite frankly, uh, I'm not sure that usually uh, falling off of Tyreek Hill is a great idea, but that's exactly what he did. They were throwing for the tight end, and he made a terrific play. So I'll give him that one. Now, the one that they throw, that two are through, that Mostert never even looked, uh, Mostert said after the game that that was, his fault, he ran the wrong route. Uh, we know how Aaron Rodgers feels when guys run the wrong route, so I'm sure Tua was a little more gracious about it. But, yeah, I mean, he, they certainly they certainly were gifted plenty of opportunities, but uh, the football gods helped those who helped themselves, and they obviously did enough to win. And so, I don't know, you guys, you're, you're not really downgrading this incredible win to keep them alive, are you? Um Jason, I am looking for a reason. I was just looking for a reason for this team, for me to believe and go, yes, I'm all in. They're going to win their final two games. They're going to make the postseason. But I just feel that they didn't. Oh, man. They didn't do enough today. Like, they, they need to punch the ball into the end zone more when they get in the red zone. It just. They won the game, Gabe. They won the game. Yeah. They won the game. Yep. 100%. And I don't want to take anything away from that, Jason, but. But you are. No, I'm. Yeah, you are. It's it's important to win the next two, is it not? Or does it and then no this and then this means yeah, nothing. No this means no nothing doubt. if they don't win the next two. Right, but it means everything today. And I agree. It doesn't matter because look, their their path I I mean, look, I, I I can't there's part of me that is absolutely floored by the fact that their playoff path now is so clear cut. Like uh, for those that were worried that them not uh, punching the ball in at the end of the Rams game, I mean, I suppose if some crazy things happen, it could still come down to point differential. But as of now, it's as simple as pie, right? It's win two and either have the commanders lose one or the Giants lose two. That's all it takes. And yep. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against the Packers right now. Uh, they are, without a doubt, an incredibly flawed football team. And I hasten to add, so is everyone else uh, to varying degrees. Some very few flaws, others a ton. And they're probably in the flawed a ton category. But you know, they they had a few things go their way. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I have to admit, I'm sitting there thinking. They give the ball back uh, with 2.40 left in the half uh, to Tua and the offense, the the Dolphins' offense. And I'm thinking they're going to go down and score here, and it's going to be 27 to 10. And you can send in the clown car. Uh, Dunzo is here. It's over. And instead, Jaron Reed forces the fumble. They settled for a field goal, which obviously you would have loved a touchdown there, and they certainly settled for too many field goals. Look, they have not been a great red zone team. They've been a god-awful goal-to-go team, worst in the league, and they've been one of the worst on fourth down. But, hey, they converted a few fourth downs. They scored just enough points, and Tua gifted them at least one and maybe two of the three interceptions. So I get it. They are beyond a doubt a flawed team, and you have every right to be critical of them, but I I think, and I've I've said this to you guys for as long as I've known you, 
I think our natural predisposition when it comes to this team is we know their flaws better than everybody else's team's flaws because we don't cover them as closely. And so we tend to fixate a little bit on those flaws. They they are, without a doubt, their defense. I mean, I made a joke uh, to some of the guys in our little group chat uh, that, you know, maybe they saved Joe Barry's uh, job here in that second half, which I've been yeah, I have a I saw Homer's. Yes, I know. I saw your tweet that this will help him get a better job somewhere else next no, year. No, I, I said but, on the show that if it means he comes back, I wish they'd have lost the game. <laughs> not bad. I lived this with that? Bart Starr when he was the head coach. When Bart Starr was the head coach, as much as I might, I said, I hope they lose. When they'd win a game, I said, I wish they would have lost because any win is going to make him come back, and that's not a good thing for the organization, and it fits perfectly for this as well. But he was the man. He did it. They did a great job. You mentioned the area. At the end of the game, he bailed out Aaron Rodgers. The offense left him up six, and we all know everybody was worried that uh, Tua would actually maybe figure things out, go down, score a touchdown, and Packers could lose. That yeah, was fitting for the entire season. Yep. yep. Yeah, and, it, it, uh, and, and that thought crossed my mind, too. But, again, I just uh, you, you, can, you can give Tua as much credit as you want for that, but the bottom line is, uh, for as bad as they have been at times and for as bad as they were at times in this game, they're still mm-hmm. alive and they still have everything to play for. Yeah, they deserve all the credit. That's why. But to, the re- reason I'm with Gabe is that to appropriately admire what they've done, you have to admit they're flawed and also admit no you, if, if, if this keeps going, it's that much more amazing because they're not very good. And to do it is hard to do when you're not really good. And they're doing it. So, so let me ask you guys this, because th- I, I haven't watched all of their games, but I've watched some of them. How good do you think the Minnesota Vikings are? Uh, I think their defense, is, you want to talk about flawed, their defense is very flawed. Um, they give they're up. Worse. They're, they're, their defense is worse than the Packers defense. Yes. Agreed? Yep, 100%. Uh, yep. Where they and give their up- offense is better yes. than the Packers offense. Yep. Yeah. And it... When a team has that many weapons, Jason, especially with T.J. Hawkinson playing the way that he played yesterday and having the big game that he had with Justin Jefferson, and we know how good Dalvin Cook is, like that just makes me worried because the, the two top wide receivers for Miami today had a combined, and yes, the Packers won the game, but the two wide receivers in Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill had 243 yards of receiving today. Like, that was a lot of big yeah. plays they gave up to those guys, and that makes me nervous about an offense that also has that big play type of capability, and that means the Packers would have to maybe win a game in a shootout. And when they've been as bad as they've been in the red zone, that makes me nervous. Yeah, I, I don't know how good uh, the Vikings will be in whatever the weather ends up being in, in Green Bay next Sunday. Um, obviously, in that in U.S. Bank Stadium, they've been very good. But I'm not convinced that they're going to be as explosive under those conditions. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, I would be really nervous about Kirk uh, Cousins playing more mistake-free style football than Tua would. But he's prone to mistakes, too. I know he hasn't made many this season. But he also hasn't been you know, tested maybe to the degree that he that he has been in other seasons when he's made a bunch of mistakes. So, look, it's going to be really interesting 
to see how the next couple weeks play out. But I, I will give them all the credit in the world because that defense, I would have never in a million years thought that they could down 20 to 10, recover from that, and give an offense that once again did not do enough or did just barely enough uh, the chance to win the game. And they, they did that. But, again, they are a flawed football team. I am not in any way denying that. And we'll have to see what their injury situation is. Yeah. Like, we all know how good Keyshawn Nixon has been and what he's meant to this, the lift he's given these guys. I mean, I couldn't believe, you know, one of those small things that doesn't end up costing them, but you always think it could have. Um, I couldn't believe that the, that Romeo Dobbs brought that ball out. Just take it at the 25, right? Just yeah. don't don't risk it, right? Um, I couldn't, yeah. I, I still, I, I, and, and I wasn't there, obviously, and I'm certainly not here to criticize other people, but I would love, and we'll ask Matt LaFleur tomorrow, I would love to know what the hell they were thinking on the fake punt. I mean, they're lucky that that didn't cost Oh, I got an answer for that. He can't tell you the truth. I can't tell, I can tell he you can't what he tell said. tell me the Sorry. truth. No, he can't okay. tell you the truth. He lost total faith in the defense, and there's no. We're not risking anything because they're never going to stop him, and we got to keep. We got to keep keep scoring. It's it's, well, it's so so obvious. Fine. There's that's no fine. other. That's fine. That's fine if you do that, but when you have to have, and and this would be my question for Rich Passaccia, yeah. like there there has to be a a call that you can make to call it off under those circumstances. Like they had every. That if you watch the next punt, which obviously the Dolphins knew they weren't going to fake it again, so but the next punt, there's all kinds of wide space at the line of scrimmage, right? They don't have everybody up. It was just it, it, you have to recognize the alignment you're up against and change the call and punt the ball away. And the fact that they didn't, that was that again. There were so many things. And to Gabe's point, and why I don't I don't disagree with his premise is that there were so many things that should have cost them today that didn't. And they should be very thankful for those things going their way. Jason, is Aaron Jones' ankle injury the reason why he was, I guess, limited in the touches they gave him today? Sounds like it. It sounds like that was uh, part of the reasoning. And now, again, I don't. Matt LaFleur was not asked about that after the game. Um, there Apparently, there were some other guys that maybe indicated uh, I know Rogers indicated it a little bit that he was dealing with some stuff. Um, I don't know if Aaron Jones actually talked in the locker room or not, but um, I know that he was bothered by it last week. Uh, a couple weeks ago, if you remember, Lafleur was saying, uh, you know, he he was in, he was out, he was up, he was down, like he was able to go, then he wasn't able to go. So there's definitely something amiss there. Uh, I know that one of the popular parlor games on social media is criticize how many touches he's getting. Uh, I don't think, I don't think Matt LaFleur, who has been very self-aware and self-deprecating about how his failures have been to get him the football, I think Matt LaFleur is very much aware that he needs to have the ball if he's healthy enough to carry it. And I don't think that Matt LaFleur thinks he is. And I don't think Aaron Jones, who is the consummate, yeah, coach, whatever, whatever you need, coach, I'll do it, uh, is particularly good at saying uh, I probably should be out. But I think that was the case today. Are 
Watson, and Nixon going to play against the Vikings? I know it's a guess at this point, but to me, those are that's so huge. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm not being held to anything other than a guess, you are not. Uh, I I would guess Watson probably will. Um, you know, he stood on the sideline the rest of the time. I know uh, Nixon was on the sideline too, but Nixon had that injury during the week. It was bothering him coming into Sunday, and that would lead me to believe that it's something that's been going on for a while, and he probably made it worse today. And those types of injuries are always problematic. Um, but, man, he – I mean, it, I, I've told you guys this before. From a writing perspective, you always want to write stories that then, when the game arrives, prove to be meaningful to what happened that day in advance of that game. And, obviously, with his big return, uh, he was fantastic. He is a difference maker for them. And let's not forget, too, he also plays on defense for them. And so they had to do a bunch of juggling, which included uh, playing, as they call him, thump in his games and playing Darnell Savage, who they, you know, have kind of made it very clear they didn't really want out there. So uh, there was a lot of trickle down because of that injury. But if he's able to play, he's obviously a major field tilter for them uh, on returns. Homer, you have anything else? No, I uh, I want to know what Jason thinks of the team, aside from the recognition that, yeah, this was a nice win. Tau says that, and I'm sure he'll mention what we said incorrectly, but that's fine. I'm used to that. That that the other teams in the NFL would be scared of this team, you know, if they make the playoffs. And I said, nobody's scared of this team. But that doesn't mean that what they've done isn't of some note. What are you thinking about? Yeah, I think so... So the, uh, and I'm sure he'll crush me for this too. But we, we all live in fear of the big fellow a little bit. Um, fear is know, an amusement the is the crack word. I said from the very beginning that I thought because of the way the roster was constructed, the amount of young guys, especially on offense, they were counting on. That I thought that they would struggle throughout the first half. It went longer than that of the season, and then they would kind of get things together before the bye. That they would be, they would win all their games after the bye, and they'd be the team that nobody wanted to deal with in the postseason. Now, I don't think that they're a team at this point in disagreeing with Tausch that everyone's afraid of. But they do have a quarterback who, in a one-game scenario, let's say they get in. Okay, let's say they win their next two and they get the one loss from the Commanders or the two losses. Uh, from the Giants to get them in. In a one-game winner-go-home situation, I do not want Aaron Rodgers coming into my building as the underdog. I just don't. I don't want him to not have a 300-yard passing game all year and then be on point to a degree that he hasn't been all season and end my season with a playoff loss on my home turf to a Packers team that was once 4-8. and eight. And I can see those scenarios unfolding. Now, do I think that they're some sort of Super Bowl threat? I don't. I also think the NFC doesn't have anybody that I would say is so good that there's no way the Packers couldn't beat them, right? They beat Dallas. They could have beaten Philly on the road. Like, Minnesota, you know, we'll see what happens next Sunday. And if Minnesota, I'll say this. I have a ton of respect for Lovey Smith. He certainly did not win as many games 
uh, as a head coach so far in the NFL, either with Chicago, with Tampa, or now with Houston, as as he would have liked. But I will always respect, he did not mess around in that 2010 regular season finale at Lambeau. He was like, we're going to play all of our guys. We do not want the Packers making the playoffs. And while they failed in that pursuit, he was right, because then suddenly they were facing him in the NFC Championship game, and obviously with the result, they would have liked for the Packers to have never been in the playoffs to begin with. And I think that's the scenario that I would fear if I was an opponent. Do I fear them based on what they are on paper or based on the film I've seen of them uh, through 15 games? No, I'm not afraid of them. But I'm afraid of them coming in with Aaron Rodgers and a winner-go-home situation and him put... I mean, what did he... His pass rating today was 78.6. He threw for like 230 yards again. He still has not had a 300-yard passing game all year. Like, but again, do you really want to face him with your season on the line? I sure as heck don't. Because if he has that one game that he's back to being himself and all their guys are on the same page and all that other stuff, my season's over if I'm the opponent. Jason, we appreciate the time for jumping on. Go enjoy the rest of this Christmas holiday with your family, my friend. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. Jason Wilde joins us each and every uh, Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Packers defeat the Dolphins today by the final 26-20. Jason will be joining uh, shows tomorrow to give his takes on this game as well. Green Bay Game Day postgame brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And high school Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. Barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. You can reach the show and join it. The Botabox Wine Line, 800-990-3776. You are next. You're listening to Green Bay Game Day Postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Jason Sanders, who had a rare slump midway through this season, has hit both today. That's ten in a row now. Looking for the lead here. This one misses and ends his streak, keeping the game tied. This field goal that certainly helped the Packers as they win 26-20 today over the Dolphins in Miami. Packers playoff hopes are still alive. Easiest way, Homer, for them to get in. They win their final two games, and if Washington loses just one game, or if the Giants lose both of their games, just kind of looking forward uh, to the final schedule for the Giants in Washington. The Giants are going to be playing against the Colts, and then at the Eagles. Don't feel great about that Colts game, especially after you know they're going to be coming off of a short week. They had the biggest loss in NFL history last week. Uh, for the Washington Commanders, they are playing both games at home against the Browns and then against the Cowboys. Yeah, I just feel if the Packers win their two, they're going to be in. But I, we were just guessing. It's, um, I'm, I, I'm like you. I just think this team isn't that good. And what they've done is... It is impressive. Things kind of fell their way, but still, it's um, it's fun to watch. Doesn't you know? We don't have to go as far as Taos, but it's um, 
Again, we the, the, the one thing situation, I pushed, we haven't had the situation in a long time where we think a team, the Packers, aren't very good. I mean, you just you just kind of want to make them the playoffs. Every year isn't the standard like, can we win the Super Bowl? Can you get to the Super Bowl? Can you win the Super Bowl? Nobody thinks they're going to get to or win the Super Bowl. So we're just kind of, I, I mean, I, as I am, I'm looking at things that I think speak well for next year because... You, you're uh, you're uh, assuming that some players have to play well that are going to be back next year for the team to be better. Um, but if you know Watson doesn't play, or um, if the de- if this occurs because the defense is playing really well, then I got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's just can't put any way around it. You know it's. Yeah, the defense came to play in the second half, certainly forcing uh, four turnovers total, three interceptions in the second half. That, and, and I want to make it clear, while, while I don't have confidence in this team over the final two weeks, I still want them to win those games. I, I want them to of make course. the playoffs. I want them to get playoff experience for Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, even if it's one game and done. Just understanding that, okay... From college to the NFL, that's one leap. From preseason to the regular season, that's another leap. From regular season to the postseason, that is another notch in which the intensity and the game speed and everything just kind of goes a little bit quicker. So I want these young guys, because the Packers are a relatively young team when you look at some of the key guys that they have. And it's not just Watson and Dobbs. And you also have, oh, by the way, uh, and we had somebody had called up and, and had mentioned that they had noticed him once again. That's back-to-back weeks. Uh, that we've uh, noticed Devontae Wyatt on our screens as, as he had a quarterback yeah. pressure in there. But him and Quay Walker and getting the Rudy Ford, who hasn't had a ton of experience, if he's going to factor into next season, I want these guys to get playoff experience, even if it is just one game, to understand this is what it takes to kind of take your play up in a postseason game. No, I would agree. I didn't meant. I'm. I'm uh, I think that's even more important than all the other stuff I talked about because it's based on the foundation that we both have that we think the team could be good next year. And yeah, the the uh, the playoff experience plus the 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 general confidence that you create by being able to do this. I mean, I don't, I don't care what the Jair Alexander or the highly touting, really confident players are like when we see them on the field. They know they're not that good. And they, the, the success they've had, they're having, I think, is probably impresses them too, right? I mean, we've all been on teams. You don't lie about who, how good the team is. I think the addition of Nixon and the addition of Watson are part when things are maybe wide. When you, when players get better, then you start thinking you're better. But um, I think there, we, if they want to be honest with us, don't you think there's a percentage, the uh, degree they all have it? Like, wow, <laughs> this is pretty good. I'll. I am going to be curious how confident Aaron Rodgers sounds on Tuesday with Pat McAfee and Wednesday at his locker. He hasn't been con- he wasn't any more confident today. Same Correct. guy, right? Yep, 100%. We're- I think he's thinking that approach. I think he's decided that with his team that they're better off to just be like this. That's my analysis of it. Like, however he's analyzed this group of players, don't put a lot of pressure on them. Just, let's just be looser, handle it exactly the way he is. I think he's doing that because he thinks that's the best way to do it with this group. Yeah, because it's it, they've proven they can win a game. This, this was a nice win to go down to Miami and beat a playoff team. They beat a Dallas Cowboy team that's incredibly talented and going to be probably the top wild card in the NFC. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't think they're catching the, uh, the, the the Eagles for that division. But they've shown they can win a game. 
but they've also shown that they can lose to a number of different teams. And that's kind of what Aaron Rodgers said last week. Hey, yeah, we can beat any team. We can lose to any team. It's about being able to figure out how to win and do good things on a consistent basis. And maybe that's what they're trying to build towards. But there were still a number of different things that could have easily cost them the game today. Now, it didn't. They made the plays when they needed to do it. But that, to me, isn't a sustainable way to go on a winning streak. Right? Like, going out yeah, and dominating no. a football game, that's how you strike fear into other teams. The Minnesota Vikings aren't going to come into Lambeau Field fearing the Green Bay Packers next week. No, and don't you, even in this game, this team has an amazing ability to screw up even when things are going well. Oh, and, yeah. And you thought that there were times in this game. But as I said... The, the, it almost reminded me in a much smaller way. People forget about, um, when the Packers were in the Super Bowl against the Steelers. Like they couldn't score. They got a field goal and Pittsburgh could have come back and won that game. And the defense bailed out Aaron Rodgers and the defense bailed them out. Imagine what we'd be thinking if Miami goes down and wins that game. Oh, here we got two interceptions and in neither one, Aaron Rodgers should get him in because they struggled. I mean, I'm, I'm asking you. That offense seemed to struggle way more than I expected. Is Miami's defense better than I thought? Explain the offense's inability to... How many times during the game did you feel like, all right, now we're moving the ball? Not much. Is my, What's Miami's defense, really? Um, I'll look at what Miami's defense home. is. They, yeah, it certainly is better at home, but I, I'm, I'm with you where, yeah, I, I did feel great about the way that this offense played today. And that includes, by the way, the first half with Christian Watson. In, in, the, right. in the moments yes. where they had Christian Watson. So it wasn't just a, oh, they didn't have Christian Watson. Clearly, he's been the key. I, I think that was kind of the way I felt. And maybe it's because Aaron Rodgers didn't play well and put the ball where he needed to in that first half with Christian Watson. Definitely played better in the second half. But, yeah, I, 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 I don't feel... I, I guess I'll throw this out there on that Boda Box wine line, 800-990-3776. Other than the general, oh, he's Aaron Rodgers, he's going to scare you. That's that's where I push back against Tausch, and that's what I want to hear from people. What about this team scares other people and scares other teams in the league? I can't imagine. I, I don't know what it is other than Keyshawn Nixon, who might be hurt. Yeah, or when the offense had the weapon of Watson that we saw the yardage on the penalty or the adjustment that other team Ramsey Garden. We saw that teams felt necessary to adjust. And we all assume that if Watson is hurt or doesn't play, then it's going to be back to the same formation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let's everybody, every game, run the damn ball more. But that's what the part that you mentioned with Watson, it bothered me. It surprised me more because it didn't seem anybody was open, even with Watson on the field. And I hold the offense to a little different standard or expectations based on what they've done, what he's done, and then what the Rams did. Uh, the the Miami defense is 27th in points, 22nd in yards. Yeah. Didn't they sure look a heck of a lot better than that? Most certainly did. Most certainly did. And again, that's something that gives me pause. Now, maybe they get creative and maybe... Aaron Jones is a little bit more healthy, and they figure it out next week. But that's, again, that's a lot of maybes, certainly going forward. We're going to give you our drive of the game. That's coming up next. Green Bay Game Day postgame.
This is Green Bay Game Day Post Game with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, clean, and crisp tasting on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Dolphins trying to snap a three-game losing streak. Tongue of Iloa. Uh-oh, that one's picked! Dueling interceptions! Jair Alexander! Punch! Counterpunch! Packer football! The Miami Dolphins today in Miami, 26-20 the final. Season is still alive for the green and gold. At 7-8, and eight, if they win their final two, they will have a 90% chance at making the postseason. That's according to 538. I'm Gabe Neitzel along with Steve the Homer True. Let's get into our drive of the game. Which drive set the tone for the final score? The march down the field that made the difference. Rodgers. It's time for the drive of the game. Presented by Boucher Automotive Group. They ride with you every mile. Visit them today at Boucher.com. This was hard for me to kind of figure out, Homer, which direction I wanted to go. What do you have as the drive of the game? Well, I agree because Taz brought it up also. But after the fake punt, I just thought if uh, Miami goes in and scores, it's 24 to 10. I just think the. You know, it's just over. The, 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 you take that risk, it doesn't work, it looks really stupid because it appeared that whoever called it should have been able to see, assuming that the back sets it up. And, and the defense came through. I mean, they got the ball on the Packer 20-yard line. And now they're only down by 10. And uh, I hate to kind of say that, you know, you could anticipate. I mean, they still could have. They were down by 10 points. But... Uh, I just thought that prevented a historic, epic 363-like disaster on the fake punt. And, uh, and the defense backed that up by coming through in the second half as well. I don't, I'm not, I don't think it's going to be completely forgotten shortly. But it gets forgotten a little bit that they pulled that up because the defense did what they did there. Like, it kind of gets forgotten. Oh, yeah, that's right. They tried that fake punt. But because it well, did not become end of the disastrous, game. it becomes right. It, it's, that, it's that bigger of a deal. I and then I also think the last series. I want to know: Were you? Did you think? Were they? Oh man! If they just get hold of, if they just get a field goal, they're going to be up six. Two is going to take them down. This is going to be. Yeah, I was, and, and because okay. of that, I, I wanted them to score a touchdown there. So yeah, I was nervous that, especially with the big plays that they were making through the air. Two had already made a couple mistakes. I wasn't. I didn't think yeah. he was going to make another mistake. So I thought, okay. And if they score, make it quick. They can do it so on then one Aaron Rodgers gets a chance at a at a at a field goal or something. That was my yeah. Thought. They gave one. They could have scored on one play. That's what I thought. Oh yeah, they, and they did. Right away the they back. scored. They, they scored on one big well, play earlier in the game. One play, eighty-four yards after the Packers tied it up. It was possible. That's how much speed the Miami Dolphins have. I am going to go as my drive of the game that they got three points and again. I would have preferred a touchdown, but still getting three points and getting something at the end of the first half. Because they go from, they force the fumble down 10, they kick the field goal there, and then their opening drive of the second half, they score seven. Next thing you know, next time the defense is on the field, they go from being down 10 to the game being even. So at least getting some points there, while the rest of the field goals kind of felt like a disappointment at times, that one going down as poorly as they played, in that first half, especially in the second quarter, 
to only be down seven points felt like a felt like it, you were in a decent spot going into that second half, especially since you got the ball to start the second half. Now, and we didn't bring up, wasn't it last week they brought up how horrible the Packers have been on their first possession of each half? Or yeah. Oh, for 20 or something like that. So to come back the first possession of the second half, should should probably mention that too, but uh, I'd forgotten that. Yeah, 11 plays, 70. That was probably, that was, it wasn't probably, that was their best offensive possession yep. of the game. 11 Seriously. plays, 78 yards, and you took almost... And, and the other thing it, it did, because this was kind of key, I think, to the Packers' game plan. If they got into a shootout with Miami, I, I didn't feel good about the offense being able to keep pace. Um, but because their drive, they had a drive like that, you, you took most of the third quarter. You, you were able to shorten the game, and when you're able to do that, that's how you pull off upsets on the road like they did today. They were able to find ways and have longer drives to be able to shorten the game and limit the possessions that Miami had offensively. Yeah, and and you wanted that was kind of the game plan of the whole game, and it never happened except on that. Yeah, uh, that series when when they needed it so much. Yeah, and then the defense, the entire second half, missed field goal, interception, interception, interception. It's a great second half by the defense. Packers win 26-20. Homer and I are going to give you our difference-making player of the game. That's coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show, which is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. Light, crisp, and refreshing, and ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste, barley, rice, hops, and water. Enjoy Bud Lights during your and pick it up during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to Green Bay Game Day postgame. With Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Second and 13. That's picked up by Andre Campbell. Second drive in a row ended by a Pecula interception. Three Packer interceptions to close thing out. Close things out for the Green and Gold as they defeat the Miami Dolphins. Twenty-six twenty on the road. Packers season still alive at seven and eight. If they can win their final two games, both at home, first against the Vikings, which Homer you said uh, they are three point favorites. Correct. That's correct. Yes, mm-hmm. Packers are favored by three. So Packers favored in three by that. They'll be favored against the Lions because the Lions have not been very good on the road. Just gave up 500-plus yards to the uh, to the Carolina Panthers, most of which was on the ground as uh, they've kind of put themselves in a tough position where they could still win out and put themselves in a position to potentially uh, be in the postseason. So that game, Packers-Lions, playoff spot could be on the line. Final week of the season, which is something that Tausch said a couple of weeks ago. Doesn't seem as crazy as it did then uh, with the Packers winning today at Miami. Let's go ahead and get to our difference-making player of the game. Who had the biggest impact in today's game? Enzone wide open, touchdown, Aaron Jones. Packers on top. It's time for the difference-making player of the game. Rodgers comes back to the other side towards Lazard, who's got it. Touchdown, Packers. Presented by Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Your difference-making player of the game. Uh, with the understanding that I might be proven wrong, I hope not, but I want to say Rasul Douglas because so much has been about in the past he gambled this year and lost. It has been a good year, but 
It would appear that he gambled on that play, and uh, Tua got sucked in, and he made the interception. Am I giving him too much credit? No, I don't think so. It, it appears, especially looking back in the way that we talked about it with Jason Willey, the way we talked about it with Mark Tauscher. I'm with you. I'm, I'm picking Razul Douglas because it was a gamble, especially when you leave someone like Tyreek Hill. But it was a gamble that paid off. He thought that Tua was going to go with the ball. There must have been something that he that the Packers found on film. That, hey, when we give this look, this is where he's going to go with the football. He read the play correctly, diagnosed it correctly, got the interception. And, and much like when you gamble in your Matt LaFleur on a fake punt and it doesn't work, it looks bad. When you gamble and it looks right in your Azul Douglas, whether or not it's the right or wrong decision, he ended up making the play. And that's all that mattered for the Packers because it sealed the victory for them. And it shows that even when he's failed, he hasn't changed who he is. Like, that's that's how he plays the game. And he's made those gambles, and I think it's fair to say for much of this season they haven't worked out as well. But he still did it. That's, that's him. Absolutely. And it, finally, it paid off for the Packers, one of his gambles. Yes. So, which they, they need some of those breaks to go their way. So how, as we sit here, Homer, the Packers are now 7-8. and eight, Yeah, Debbie Downers. I, yeah. I just got a text. We're Debbie Downers. I, I just don't... I, I, I mean, I don't get that. But we appreciate Again, I, I, and I, recognize what they've done. But yes. They're... 100%. I appreciate the I, win today, Homer. I, I do, but it, it doesn't inspire... Today's win, in the way they play, doesn't inspire confidence thinking there's some sort of team of destiny and they're going to pull this off. You know, when and I, I, yeah, I agree. When and I, I remember 2010. Yes. I remember the feeling of the strength of that team. And just if you can get in, um, <laughs> this is not just if you get in. This is amazing if you get in. That doesn't change the expectations. There are none in the playoffs. Well, likely doesn't matter for a team at this level as as up and down as they've been. And, and you hit the number one thing to emphasize. This is huge because it gives playoff experience for this group of players, and they need it. This doesn't feel like 2010, Homer. This doesn't feel like 2014. This doesn't feel like 2003 I when I thought, like, these are feelings that you had that, okay, if they just get in, or in 2014 it was different because they ended up being this in the like 1993. Season. What was the, the first year that Favre's group got in? Uh, yeah, 93. They're like 19. 93. Yeah. They beat the Lions, and then they beat the Lions. So they beat the Lions in week 17, and then they beat the Lions on the road to advance and play the Cowboys in the divisional round. But no, still, to me... And and this is the way I, I kind of felt earlier coming into the season. It, it still feels like 2015, where it, it, in terms of if they get in. Now that team started off six and zero before going four and six down the stretch and not playing very well mm -hmm. at times. But they still won a playoff game and took uh, Arizona down to the down to the wire. But you didn't really feel like that team was going to accomplish anything if they made the postseason. And it was different because they weren't as young as they are now. There is a better value for this team making the postseason. This isn't a Super Bowl caliber team. It's not a Super Bowl caliber roster. But there are key pieces that are there that if they're good next year, it's good to get some playoff experience this year. So you have that confidence and can carry it over to next year. Again, I want them to win, but what have they done during this winning streak that's been so amazing or they've done so incredibly well that gives you the confidence that they can win the next two games?
There are two things. Nixon and Watson to elevate them, and now there's a concern about how hurt they are. They they made them potentially better and explosive as a football team so that we could count on them the possibility of scoring 25, maybe 30 points. And we, we don't know the extent of Keyshawn Nixon dealing with a groin injury, but there seems to be more concern around that one because it was something that was kind of bothering him maybe throughout the course of the week, landed him on the injury list, he gave it a go, clearly had some explosive plays in there before he eventually then um, was unable to finish the game. For Christian Watson, briefly he spoke with Ryan Wood of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that Ryan Wood tweeted about that exchange, and he walked away from that exchange thinking there wasn't any sort of long-term concern about the hip for Christian Watson. So at least reading into that tweet... My guess is that Christian Watson is going to be available for the uh, for the Packers game against the Vikings next Sunday. At least that's what it seems like after the game. Yeah, if both those were healthy and they're back playing, then I would think, hey, they would have the potential to scare somebody uh, in the playoffs more than what the entire season has shown. But um, that's. But obviously, I mean, Watson's the, the more difference. important of the two. Yes. Because you can, it, but, with him on offense, yes, you put Romeo Dobbs back on kicks and just go, okay, take a knee, bring the ball out to the 25-yard line, we'll figure it out from there. It, it, it's nice to have somebody who's explosive back there to give them short fields the way that Keyshawn Nixon has the last few weeks, but I, I hope Nixon is back, but if I had to choose between the two, Watson's the more important. Yes, I would agree, but those are the things that... That make you remember at the end of 2010, I was a Jenkins, or there's something. There were things going on as far as players that were available and stuff like that, and that that would make it uh, easier for me to say. I mean, as I said, you look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers and you look at the points they were scoring when Aaron Watson was scoring touchdowns. It changed everything. Now you don't have to ask your defense to be that good in order to win any game. There might be a game where they don't do much and you still win because you outscore. And I don't know. I don't feel like the Packers got in a uh, shooting. I mean, it looked like it was going to happen in the first what eight minutes of the game. I don't think they want a shooting that right. They're, they're, no, they haven't won a shootout because no. They didn't win a shootout. They won because their defense came through in this game. Yeah, because their defense, they got the missed field goal, and then their defense forced three interceptions. Those were the four Miami Dolphin possessions yeah. in the second half. So that was the difference for the Packers. That Their defense did something that they haven't been able to do and create that many turnovers in a game this year. Plus three in the turnover battle. We've been complaining all year about how the Packers haven't won the turnover battle. And yet they were able to do so today. Packers, Vikings, next Sunday, 325 Green Bay Game Day. Pre-game will start at noon with Greg Matzik, Gary Ellison, Jason Wilde. Of course, we'll be with you after the game, hopefully after another Packers victory to keep this thing rolling. This has been Green Bay Game Day post-game.